Saturday morning children's soccer. Oh my gosh. Oh, I need to get a Budweiser in me like that. <laughs> I gotta now. kid it in me. In me. I don't even care <laughs> I don't even, how. I don't even care about the pleasure of drinking it. This nope. just gotta be in my bloodstream. <laughs> just inject it directly to my veins. Get together, have a few laughs. Masters of the universe. I guess we can go ahead and get this show on the road. We can. As we let's say in show let's bin- put it business. into a van and drive around. What would we do in that van? We would do the show live from the van. That would be awesome. Can we have candy? Mitch could drive. Yeah, we could just say, hey, hey kids, there's free candy. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Mitch, we are like a little bit delayed recording yeah. this episode because our one-eyed uh, producer, completely dead. our one-eyed homeless producer, it's, was com- a complete idiot. Yeah, totally. Didn't have anything set up properly. Nope, none of it. But that's okay. There are a lot of cords involved in this. Yeah. A lot of cables and electronic devices. There are. There's a lot of wires. You can't see all these wires. Nope. But there's wires, baby. Yep. We wire. This is not a wireless society. No, I wish it were. It's not a paperless society either. These microphones are wireless. They are. Even the microphone is not wireless. There's a wire on the wireless microphone. It's it's transmitted over to the camera wirelessly, but I still have wires. It's a wireless paradox. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Hey, guess what? What? I've had a few beers today. All right. Yeah, that's always a good time, right? I've had a few naps today. So with your multi-naps and my multi-beers, yep. I got many beers in me. Just beers and naps. Fill my face with beers. Yep. Mm. My manly Michelob Ultras. I have I've lazed about <laughs> with... Do you think they'll send me free beers if I, I, hope if so. I advertise? Michelob Ultra, right there, folks. Hey, Nestle. Yep. Ron gave me this water, but that's, you can send some to me, too. That's podcast water. That's not podcast Nestle water. That's podcast water. This is... Just like ham. Our two podcast water. Our two most consistent sponsors for the show. Podcast water and ham. Ham, you might be eating it right now. I hope so. Ham in your veins, ham in your mouth. <laughs> well, ham in your veins? <laughs> ham in your mouth. We've liquefied ham and injected it. <laughs> Intravenous ham. Uh, that should be a thing. Intravenous ham. Intravenous ham. Coming this fall. To Fox. Oh my God. Oh my God. Mm. So this is episode 13. Am I 13, correct? Lucky number 13. And episode 13 would be what again? Octopussy. Yep. What? Octopussy. What? Octopussy. What? Octopussy. Okay. It's a show on TLC. <laughs> it's about a lady with a medical condition. Just she eight, has eight, <clears throat> eight. Eight cats. She has eight cats. Eight live cats. Eight live cats. Eight. She. Because she ate live cats. Pussy is another word for cat, right? Hmm? Just like um, snatch is another word for grab. <laughs> oh, vagina in your windows. <laughs> I love it. That's uh, what we do. That's what we do. Vagina in your windows. That's where we're going. We're kicking uh, welcome, it off. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of the Cinemasters of the Universe. We are the Cinemasters of the Universe. We are. 
as you can see right here yep. in front of us. This from from here all the way down to here, from here to there in the frame. Cinematics. Strike zone. This <laughs> strike zone right there. Yep. Hey, speaking of strike zones, have you seen? Did you see that Little League World Series kid who crouched down? I've not. He was practically sitting on the on the ground, shrinking his strike zone to nothing. Wow. And um, but but the pitcher, the kid, he wasn't phased. He dropped a strike right. Oh, right in there. Pretty sure though, the ump was just going to call a strike no matter what. But then, uh, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, uh, Puig. Yasiel Puig. Yasiel Puig. I don't care for yeah. him. Why not? I just he's a he's a he's a punk. Well, he wasn't. Well, he tried he's that. A punk as a Cleveland Indian, not as a Cincinnati Red, because he is a fine, upstanding gentleman when he was a Red. But now that he's no, a Cleveland he wasn't. Indian, he I can attest to that. <laughs> I was I was at a I was at a baseball game in Cincinnati, ah. where the Chicago Cubs, where they faced off against them, and Pedro Strope hit him with a ball, cleared the benches. It was a brawl. As on, you should. It was a brawl on the field. You know what the problem was? He didn't float it. Nope. Didn't float it. Because if you're a Cub pitcher, you have to float it. Did you just say funky butt loving? <laughs> So you can't give them the What's eye. the reference? Uh, if you know what it is, then you win. Write it. Put it on a self-addressed stamped envelope and mail it to us at this address. But if it isn't written in calligraphy, we do not, no. we do not accept it. We throw those it. away. We shred them immediately. We wipe our butts with them. Yes, we do. We shred them. We wipe our butt, then we shred. Because yes. if we shred it, then wipe our butt. We're just going to get all of our fingers. We go through a lot of shredders around and here. And that's gross. A lot of shredders. We're not about that. No. What we are about is movies. Movies. Cinema. A cinema. Anti-suicide campaigns. <laughs> we are about that. <laughs> Once again, that's just the burying the lead of the podcast. Don't do it. Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Ron Avis. And I'm the Grim Reaper. I mean, Adam Peterson. I'm Adam Peterson. <laughs> and whoa, boy, we got a show for you guys. We do. We are back. We are bringing you uh, from right off. By the way, guys, we have a new segment name. We do. It just came to me. It just came to him. Our third segment. Third I don't know segment. what we were calling it, if we were calling it anything except maybe the third segment. The third segment. But we're going to call it Coming Attractions. Because, oh. because that makes sense. this is a movie-related, movie-themed podcast. This is a movie-themed podcast. We're being clever really guys. about ham. <laughs> It's a podcast about ham. It's a podcast about ham. Why don't we, they sell ham in movie theaters? I don't know. Just in a box? It's like What's popcorn? Popcorn. Oh, you know what I love? Ham Buttered sandwiches. Ham. Yeah, ham sandwiches. Just a whole a whole ham hock. I like, you know, there's no other... <laughs> I'm not aware of other food items that are sold in hawk format. I want a ham hock sold in one of those movie buckets that they normally put popcorn yeah. in. Now... Here's the thing. I'm always, I'm always very annoyed. I hate to go on a tangent, everybody. Tangent. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hungry for tangents. You go to the movie theater. I don't know about your all's movie theaters, but we at our chain in our local town, in our city that we live. If you want a, a movie themed drink, you must purchase the movie themed popcorn bucket. That is, that is a little obnoxious. I hate that. Like, oh, you want the special cup? It comes in a deal. Where you buy two cups and a bucket of popcorn for fifty-two dollars. I just wanted I wanted one soda. Just give me the cup, man. But if you were to fill that that tin bucket with ham, yeah, I would probably. I'd do buy that. two of them. Yeah, hell yeah. Just give me the ham. Just fill it with ham. Just, just sliced greasy. Just ham wrap bowl. it in whatever movie theme thing that I'm going to see yep. that week. 
I want to see a Detective Pikachu ham. Yeah. I, I, was, I want to see a movie about ham. There's ham. Is there not? I, not that I'm aware of. Well, there was Babe. Well, that's like beforehand. It's like the prequel to ham. <laughs> the prequel to ham. <laughs> People are going to see the movie. You're just there to see ham. Babe 3. And you go and it's just a ham. You're like, oh, something bad happened. When does he become a ham? He's just a ham. This is nonsense. The Babe pig is, is talking. I just want it to be ham. I want to see someone eat a ham sandwich now. Right now. Write us a letter if right now you're eating a ham sandwich. Mail it to this address. I really, I really hope when you're watching this, there's an address here and not just my hand. <laughs> I'm just going to superimpose ham in your hand right there. I'm holding. <laughs> I just took a bite of juicy ham. We don't have a green screen, Adam, so you need to watch out. I can't just willy-nilly throw graphics in like some sort of George Lucas. Some sort of green screen genius. Give me the pair. Genius. Give me the pair. Oh, it's a pear. You don't, you don't do that to a pear. And I'm floating it from You're over there. You're minding the pear. I'm floating the pear. The pear was <laughs> over there. I have to float it over. Floating pear the pear. Here to there. Floating pears. Coming attractions from the end of last episode, we did a little segment that we like to call... What? what? You haven't seen that? Okay! That was so out of sync. That's all right. <laughs> That's how we do. We're not... We're not... I'm not Justin Timberlake. He's not... He's not J.C. One of the Chazes. other guys. Is that, Sha- is that really a name? He's, he's not Joey Fatone or Chris Kirkpatrick. God, he's definitely not Lance one. Bass. I thought it was Joey the Fat One. Joey the Fat One. That's okay. his mafia name. <laughs> fat Tony. Right on, man. Right on. That is a mafia name. Okay, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to start the show ending... Picking, picking up, up from, from the, the last episode. Yeah. See, I'm confusing myself. We're sp- it was to be continued. Yeah, man. We're such a high-concept podcast. We are. No, we're going we're gonna to start out with what you haven't seen, Matt. Uh, then for our feature presentation, we're going to be doing uh, the top movies we're looking forward to September, October, and November That's of right. this year. So leading right up to the big December holiday season, we're going to go September to November. We're going to be talking about 10 movies that we are looking forward to seeing, and probably you should be too. I'm gonna, I, just, I just, as we were talking about this, I just thought of one I'm just going to toss in there casually at some point. Mm-hmm. It's not a theatrical release. But it's a movie that comes out in November. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just going to see. Talk. There was I'm a movie like, that I was also was thinking about that's not necessarily a theatrical release, but I don't think it's coming out in November. Just peppered in there. I think it's coming out in September sometime. It could be. Maybe. Maybe we'll maybe we'll just we'll buck tradition, man. Ooh. Doesn't even Ooh. necessarily have to be a theatrical release. Just it's a movie we're looking forward to. It could be a TV movie. What what are Tradition. I got five lifetime TV movies. Lifetime television for women. Him. And we're commenting on it. <laughs> we're what? looking forward to it. What? I feel like that's an untapped demographic. Like a look at lifetime movies. Yeah. You know, a podcast we about do lifetime whole... movies starring middle-aged white guys. Yep. We've got a lot to say about lifetime movies. We really do. We talk about it all the time at the uh, avocado plucking factory. Yes. Where we pluck avocados inside of a basket. basket. A Pikachu, detective Pikachu basket. Yes. Or ham. Ah, Filled with ham. Whichever one. And then for our third segment, what are we going to be doing? We're going we're gonna to recast some things. We're going to recast some things. We're going to do we're gonna it see better. who played it better. We're going to see who played it better. So that's obviously one of your favorite segments. Mine as well, but I got one for you, buddy. I, I got I, one for you. I can't break my streak. I have to continue being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm an asshole. <laughs> I like you better. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so let's just get right back let's, to the top of the show. It. Let's do it. Okay, so <laughs> my, well my movie, I, I was doing the 1984, was it 84? I believe it was 1984. Emilio Estevez, cult classic, oh. Repo Man. Yes. And you were doing a Jimmy Stewart movie. I am. Jimmy Stewart and John Wayne. The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. I did not realize John Wayne was in that. From 1962. You might have mentioned that, and I just was really not paying attention. As was Lee Marvin. Lee Marvin? Lee, the Lee Marvin. Is he a game show host? Uh, There was uh, Merv Griffin. That might be who you're thinking of. Was he in that as well? No, he he was not. He should have been. Merv should have been in everything. I wish he was. Who should start out first? I want to hear about Repo Man. You will hear about Repo Man. I want to hear about Repo Man. Here's the thing. Repo Man is, it's one of those movies that a lot of people cite as a in, very influential flick. Have you seen Repo Man recently? I, Did you end up I, watching I, it? I, I couldn't find it somewhere to watch it, so okay. I have not watched it recently. So here's, but Repo Man is a weird movie. It's a very strange movie. It, it's, of course, the prequel of Gordon Bombay. Yes, the Ducks. Emilio Estevez. The Mighty Ducks. Back when he was, before he was a hockey coach, he yes. was a Repo Man. And before his, he was a garbage man. Before he was a garbage man with his brother, Charlie Sheen, in Minute Work, of course. I actually like that movie. That is a good movie. It's not. It's but fun. I love it. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. It's got Chainsaw from Summer School in it as a pizza delivery man. And he's basically playing Chainsaw. I don't feel like Chainsaw had a whole lot of range. And it was, it was not. If, I, if the things I remember about it was, I mean, it was very punk. Uh, oriented, and I, I feel like Chainsaw fits in with that crowd pretty yeah. well. Well, when you said punk, I was like, are curious, are we talking about Repo Man? Because that movie is a very punk rock movie. Yes. So, yeah, Repo Man's very strange. Emilio Estevez plays Otto. He is this um, sort of ne'er-do-well, as we liked him. He's he's a punk kid. He's a scalawag. He's very young. This is pre, you know, most Emilio most. Estevez movies that you know him from. Pre the Breakfast Club. This is not the Emilio you know and love. No, it's very. It is really isn't because you know it's you're not. just used to seeing Emilio in a lot of like more wholesome roles, I guess. Yes. More all American boy. He's just a straight up punk in this, and it has Harry Dean Stanton in it. Harry Dean Stanton is probably the second most famous person in the flick, which is saying something. Harry Dean Stanton of Alien, and stuff, other stuff. Was he? I feel like he was he in. He was in a uh, cowboy movie, I think. Uh, he he was in. Um, uh, <laughs> he was in a cowboy movie. How? <laughs> what kind of cinemaster am I? <laughs> One of those cowboy movies. Is, I think. I think Harry Dean Stanton. What I'm not can't attest did he play to. Like Cookie and in, uh, in City Slickers. Was that what we're? Yeah. Maybe. Obviously, the beard. Harry Dean Stanton. He's a very schlubby guy. You know. But he yes. plays Emilio Estevez's mentor. So the, this movie, Repo Man, is kind of two movies. It's the interesting tale of Emilio Estevez sort of fitting in with this. You know, he's he's recruited in. He's brought into this world of Repo Men. And it has a cast, really colorful, interesting cast of characters that he works with. There's Harry Dean Stanton, who's just this really sort of angry all the time guy. Uh, he's his mentor. You got, um, don't know any of the other actors' names, but we're just going to call him, 
we're going to call the next guy that he, you know, it reminds me a little bit of that bringing out, I think it's bringing out the dead, the, the thick cage. Nick cage. Yeah. You know, like there, there's, there's different, that was a throughout weird, that was different a weird points movie. of the movie. He's riding with different guys. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Like, you know, there, there's the, there's the, you know, I think his name was light. I guess what are they called him? But he was, and he was kind of the Ving Rhames character, kind of like, you know, like, just, I don't know. He, he, he was a cool how do I dude. Describe this movie? He was a... I rely on you to describe movies for me, but you haven't seen this in such a long time. Yeah, he's, he, throughout different points of the movie, he rides with different people and he learns different things from different, like, he, different philosophies. So, but... You know, it's about the underground world of repo men. People, if you don't know what a repo person does, they repossess cars who, you know, lapse on payments. Like, yep. For whatever reasons. So, they're coming for your automobile. They're coming for your for your automobile. And the guy's the guy, the character's name. His name is Otto. Which is just kind of ironic. It is sort of ironic. Cy Richardson plays Light. Light, yeah, and he's great. He's awesome. Um there is I forget the actor's name, but you know the guy who plays Bob the Goon in Batman eighty nine? Yes. He plays a very interesting character. Tracy Walter. That's him. I'm looking at him. He right plays there. Miller. Yeah, he sort of works at the repo company. He 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 just stands next to a barrel and burns things most of the movie. I feel like he does that in real life. Probably I feel like he might be doing that right now. But he's also kind of uh the conspiracy theorist. Like he, he throughout the you know, anytime he shows up in the movie, he's got these like crazy sort of philosophies that he's because there's some fairly crazy out. things that happen in the movie that you wouldn't necessarily yeah well that, let me get to that i mean so yeah part of the movie is this interesting underground world of re repossession repossessing cars then there's this other subplot of a, an alien aliens in a yeah there's this car driving around and this weird guy behind the window he's he's apparently hauling radioactive alien remains in his trunk that part of the movie, I didn't care for. You're like, wait a minute. I don't understand why they had to do this. Get over the aliens, Harry Dean There's Stanton. There's so many scenes of just this guy driving around in these broken sunglasses. Like one of the lenses is popped out of his frames. And it's like, I feel like the director's like, this is a really cool choice I'm making here. Like this guy. This is a very avant-garde choice. I think so. But it just... You know, random parts of the movie, he stops and he gets into trouble and he sort of, he convinces whomever it is that's hassling, whether it be a cop, whether it be uh, a rival gang of, because what, what ends up happening is this car, uh, kind of like in John Wick fashion, like it goes out over the wire that this car is worth like 20000 If you bring this car in, this piece of crap car, you'll get 20000 So Which other repo, other repo men, like, you know, they find out about it in 1984 pre-internet world. There's warring factions of repo men. <laughs> there kind of are, yeah. And that's interesting. I like that there are a couple of different warring factions of repo men. Uh, there's, you know, there's the Harry Dean Stanton, Emilio Estevez group. And then there's this, like, Latino group that they have their own business. And they're kind of rivaling going after the same cars and like very interesting like i could watch that entire movie and just that just that they didn't have to do this subplot of aliens let's put the stick an alien in the back of the car it kind of reminded me a little bit too of um buckaroo bonsai yeah i could see that um just 
just sort of utter nonsense just it's, for it's being just that, like for... 80s we're just weird and we don't we're really know weird. why yeah like uh, you you like weird stuff we're gonna do weird things let's, let's just make some weird stuff yeah and it's at like the end of the Star movie Lord. uh bob the goon that guy the the weird conspiracy theory guy like he miller yeah he and emilio hop in the radioactive car like it, it's it's radioactive throughout the movie but it's progressively getting like more radioactive towards glowing yeah because it starts killing people doesn't like people yeah it's yeah. like it's literally killing people like there there's and throughout the town as this car is driving around it's emitting more and more radioactivity it's like you said it's making people sick people are getting like checked in there's like um these places there's guys walking around in those hazmat suits like an just, outbreak yeah, there's outbreak guys walking around on the side of the road just taking care of business. All while, you know, Emilio Estevez and his ragtag group of repo men are just going about their daily business. And these these two stories are parallel. And I feel like the director and the people who make the movie and the people who love the movie is like, oh, it's so quirky and funny and goofy. <laughs> well, this We've is this wacky. weird alien in the trunk subplot we're just going to throw in there. But it's so not necessary. And Emilio and Bob the Goon, that guy, I'm not going to call him by his real name. That's fine. He's just Bob the Goon. Bob the Goon. They end up getting in the car and taking off like a spaceship, kind of like the end scene of Grease. I was I was going to say, it's just like, like the end of Grease. Like, and like, do, 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 do. which is yeah. even stranger. Yes. At least that they're aliens in this car trunk, evidently. Yeah, it's such a weird movie. I, it, it's a re I'm, I'm, I would recommend it, but I don't think it's quite the classic that a lot of people make it out to be i totally can see how it would have a following there's nothing like it i can i mean bucker Ravanza, like i said is maybe the nearest closest thing i could compare it to um it, it's just a strange movie but i mean emilio estevez is very good in it i love i love that he's a punk i mean he's just like a straight up punk uh enjoyable to watch him in that role because i'm just not used to that he, he uh, Alex Cox, the director, followed this up with Sid and Nancy, so he's very much in that mode. And what then is Sid and Nancy, um, Sid Vicious from uh, the uh, Sex Pistols. Oh, yeah, go. with uh, Gary Oldman, I believe. Okay, yeah, oh, Gary Oldman. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I. But what after that? Like nothing. Really then like, a bunch of garbage. Yeah, just a bunch of garbage. But this, in, was his, this was like his big movie. Two thousand nine, Repo Chick. I saw that. Wow, that's sad. And when, is it when, like, 25 years later, you, you go to Repo Chick. And I have a feeling that not a lot of people saw that. As a Repo Chick, wealthy bad girl Pixie and her entourage get mixed up in a devious kidnapping plot that threatens to wipe out the city of Los Angeles. I mean, it sounds about as... It makes about as much sense as Repo Man. Ah, this is great. There's there's continuity with two of the actors. Oh, I love continuity. Miguel's... Well, they don't play the same characters. I, I probably... I may have... But they were in Repo up. Man, yeah, and they're in Repo the Chick. Like it's Adele Zamora it's like, and Miguel uh, It's like Christopher Nolan putting Tom Hardy in exactly. these movies. Yeah. Rosanna it. Arquette. I like Rosanna Arquette. Rosanna Arquette was in that in 2009? Yes. Ha Happy Gilmore's grandma. She oh, was in it. Grandma. <laughs> so oh, I wonder if she has a kiss mask, a kiss mask on at any point. And she plays grandma somebody. I don't know. It's his grandma. Okay, now you're just looking at Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Now I'm going to watch Happy <laughs> Gilmore. You guys have fun. That's that. So like the, watching this movie was just a roundabout way of getting to Happy Gilmore. Yeah, we just wanted to watch. I Happy was Gilmore. just about to bring up 2009's Repo Chick. 
We were going to talk about Grandma, the actor. Grandma. Just Grandma. The actress. Watch, watch, you know, Happy Gilmore instead. You'll probably have a better time. You're not grandma. scratching your head over this weird alien in the what, trunk. Alien in the trunk? Gordon no, Bombay is it, it driving is, it, It's worth seeing, but I... It's totally of an era of then. Like, it, if you're in your 20s and you're just like, oh, I want to see a movie that people think are really good, you know, you could probably do a lot better. If you're, a lot more interesting. If you're movies. disenfranchised with societal standards, this is a movie if for you. If you want to see Emilio Estevez as a punk, as just a shithead little punk, yeah. this is a good movie for you. If you want to see him as a hockey coach, watch The Mighty Ducks. Watch The Mighty Ducks before you watch this. Yeah. Watch The Mighty Ducks a couple of times. Then watch this. Then watch this. Then watch Mighty Ducks again afterwards. As you're falling asleep just to with, kind of clear with your pants undone because yeah. you've had so much ham. So much ham. You're just so bursting, much Emilio. Bursting at the seams. Then watch Repo Man. Yep. You will. This is totally a movie that I could see myself falling asleep to because anytime they would cut to the end, which you would think would be very interesting. Aliens in the trunk of a car just riding across the country. And there's also this plot where Emilio there's this girl who he picks up and she has photographs of the aliens in the trunk and like the government's trying to kill her there's like FBI agents riding around and like dark sunglasses and old unmarked cars like, as that, they was, that was a big 80s thing yeah. oh the government's after those aliens you know just like Mac and me the, the pinnacle of 80s alien movies. 80s alien movies in a nutshell. It Mac just and me. doesn't get any better than Mac and me. Nope. All right, I, I'm done talking about this movie. It it, it was just okay. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you're not giving it an enthusiastic... No, like, not an enthusiastic... Go check it out. Yeah, no, like, I, I'm not doing a great job with what you haven't seen there. Like, I saw Tootsie, and that was legitimately excellent. The last one you did before this was Bachelor Party. Bachelor it? Party, which did not hold up well. It's not one of your better Tom Hanks performances. Uh, I prefer Tom Hanks and Dragnet to Bachelor Party. Dragnet was a good movie. It was. It wasn't bad. But it did have a donkey OD. If you're really into Clerks 2 and you really yes. want to understand what Don Tan Randall... like, you need why some more Bachelor... donkey show action. Yeah, if you're into donkey Go to shows. Tijuana. If you can't go get to, to Tijuana, go to TJ. watch Dragnet. There's a drug overdosing python in that movie. There is. I love it. Goddamn dipshit Rodriguez, gypsy dildo, punks! I'll get your ass! <laughs> wow, that was intense. Repo man's always intense. Come on, let's go get a drink. <laughs> All right, Adam, why don't you tell me about probably what's going to be a much better movie. The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. It was a John Ford production. He, uh, John Ford, it's the last film he directed in black and white, I believe. Hmm. Uh, features, features Jimmy Stewart. That classic American actor. It's a great man. Hmm. Uh, John Wayne. Another classic he's, American He's actor. a man's man. He's, he's a, a man's he's man. A cow, he's, he's the original cowboy. He's the kind of guy who just like chews up a leather belt and spits it into a tune. This film is the first time he ever referred to anyone as Pilgrim. No, really? Yes. This is probably the only movie he referred to someone as Pilgrim, uh, and then people latched on Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Hey, That's Peter Pilgrim. Griffin's best impersonation of the two, by the way. See? Happy, Merry Christmas. Was it Happy Thanksgiving, Pilgrim? Happy Thanksgiving, Pilgrim. That was his big John that, yep. impersonation. Anyway. <laughs> that everybody loved it. 
Is your name Richard Simmons? <laughs> um, Tom Hanks is hilarious in every movie. Every movie. I have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> Philadelphia. That's Philadelphia. You're watching in case you're wondering. You should watch that movie. Tom Hanks has AIDS in that movie. He does. He's got Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington. Denzel doesn't have AIDS. He does not. But he is Denzel Washington. He's still Denzel Washington. He does, he's lawyering it up. Yeah, he's a lawyer. He's, you know, he's kind of a homophobe, but he comes around by the end of it. Yep. He's, he gets woke. As you were in the 80s, there yep. were a lot of men's men were homophobes. Yeah, a lot of AIDS in the 80s, too. Everybody was talking about AIDS. There's a lot of AIDS, a lot of AIDS stuff going yep. on. People were all about AIDS. It was in your candy. You don't hear about AIDS as much anymore. Nah, you don't. You can just have some, like, you can just take a pill and be rid of your AIDS. I was like, no AIDS. more, no more AIDS, apparently. Okay. You know, it's more of a threat to people nowadays. Gluten. Gluten. More people are worried about gluten than they are gluten. It's just killing people left and right. <laughs> unstoppable. When's there going to be the HBO movie about gluten? Gluten. Terrorizing our community. The real killer. <laughs> the silent killer. <laughs> Where's the Antonio Banderas role of gluten? Dying. His. His his partner dying in a bed with lesions all over his face Filled because of gluten. gluten. Because of the allergic reaction, I assume, Just to gluten. Angrily shooting a loaf of bread. Why do people hate ah. gluten so much? I think gluten's delicious. I love. I live off gluten. I just suck gluten in. Like I'm like seventy percent gluten myself. I brush my teeth with gluten every morning. <laughs> I think if there weren't gluten, I would probably die. Like if you're like, we're gonna get rid of gluten, it's like, oh, I'll be dead then. Fit myself with a knot around my neck and Jonathan Brandis this thing. Yep, but we are anti-suicide. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Jonathan Brandis. <sighs> All right, so tell me more about this. The movie man who shot Liberty it. Valance. The man who shot Liberty Valance. Okay. It was uh, I because I was I was I've never been a big Western guy, but I'm kind of coming around to that. Um, the movie it was uh, filmed in 1962, mm -hmm. and I, I love movies from the 60s. I don't know why. It just I feel like. I feel like movies from the '60s are there's just something raw about them that like there's there's not a lot like we're used to a lot of CGI mm. we're used to a lot of you know in your face you know all all kinds of different elements of movie making and in the '60s there was really just like you'd have a you'd, you shot on a lot a studio lot and you had a handful of sets and you didn't have a lot of fancy stuff it was just good characters acting out a good story and it was just there was something meaningful to it and so. Mm. Uh, you have um, uh, Ransom Sodders. That's uh, that's Jimmy Stewart. That's uh, his name. Yep. His name goes, is Ransom. Ransom. He goes by Rance. Everyone calls him Rance. He's uh, at the beginning of the movie. He's he's an, he's an old man. Him and his his wife Hallie. They come back to Shinbone. Um, they arrive there for. I love these town names. Uh, it's a it's a good western town. Shinbone. Shinbone. Like, yeah. oh, we're we're going back to Shinbone. Hang a left at Shinbone. Yeah, they took the train to Shinbone. Oh, there's a train station in Shinbone. Hell's yeah. There's a newspaper in Shinbone called the Shinbone Star, previously run by uh, Dutton Peabody. I can't tell if you're making that up. Uh, see, that's isn't great. <laughs> that's how authentic it is. And. Uh, <laughs> So uh, Rance Stoddard and his wife Hallie, they arrive back in town uh, to uh, to bury Tom Donovan, who is uh, that's uh, John Wayne's character. And uh, so this the whole thing takes place. It's this story that Rance is telling of because he's known as the man who shot Liberty Valance. Okay, Liberty Valance was an outlaw. 
He was a he was a ne'er do well. Ooh, another ne'er do well. <sighs> Quite the ne'er do well. Um, Did he have a flat top like Emilio? Uh, n- he had a cowboy hat. Okay, who could tell? Yeah. I like to think he probably did. He he probably well he slicked his hair over I think in several scenes where he wasn't. You're wearing. probably right. Um, probably there was right. a lot of that going around in the West. Yeah. Um, probably had some Dapper Dan going yes, through his hair. He was not a fop man. <laughs> He's a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> name the movie reference. Name the reference from the movie. Actually, mm-hmm. don't name the movie reference. Although you could. You could. You could, you could do it either way. You could do it my way. Put it on a postcard. Put it in, in a self-addressed stamped envelope and mail it to right here. Make sure that it's in gorgeous calligraphy. Calligraphy only, please. <laughs> or we will shred it and then wipe our butt with it. We will. We're gonna get fi- we're gonna get poop fall like right up in our fingernails. Right all up in there. If you don't do it. Yep. Just try us. It's not clean. We will show you. We will. There will be a video. <laughs> and an addendum to this video. <laughs> You're probably seeing it like over top of us right yep. now. You're watching the You're watching You're seeing that. the poop underneath the fingernails. Mm-hmm. As we talk about John Wayne. John Wayne. John Wayne. The Duke is the what they Duke. call him. Duke uh, Ellington. He was. <laughs> Duke Ellington. That Duke. Uh, the very same Duke. That is the Duke. Duke Ellington. Mike Shashevsky. The yep. Duke. <laughs> I would love to see John Wayne play Mike Shashevsky in a movie. It just There's so many weird things wrong with that, for starters, because Mike Shashevsky was not... Like he was alive when the Duke was alive. Yes. He was just a young man. But yeah, they they were they were not contemporaries. So it would like, not. Yeah, they weren't contemporaries. No. To see John Wayne play an like a man in his fifties coaching a a very very a particularly uh, uh, successful college basketball yes. it would not make a lot of sense to people back no. in those days. Back in the sixties. Back in the day. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, so, um, what I do, man, I just like throw, just shovel heaping nonsense onto your. I love heaping nonsense. I'm a fan. Sorry. Nice. Um, so, uh, Liberty Valance, he's a bad guy. Um, back in uh, Rance's younger days, mm-hmm. uh, he uh, he was a lawyer. Uh, he was in a stagecoach uh, on his way to Shinbone, <laughs> uh, and he's attacked viciously. By um, Liberty Valance and his his band of ne'er do wells. He wasn't gently attacked. No, vicious. <laughs> okay, it was a vicious attack, um, in which he survived and was only mildly uh, hurt. Um, but then he goes. Uh, you got an eye patch out of the he, deal. No, he didn't. Um, he he did have some bandages. Uh, he arrives in Shinbone and he's 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 staying at a. Um, it's like a. It was it was a, sort of a restaurant. Um, Hallie worked there, and there were two other people um, that were running the place. And so then he's he's telling this story, and it's this peaceful little town that's um, that's somewhat terrorized by uh, Liberty Valance and his his band of ne'er do wells. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> you you have Jimmy Stewart, who he represents this because he's an educated man. And people in the town they don't know how to yes. read, they don't know how to he write. Was uh, he was a lawyer, he was lawyering he was a, it up prior yeah. to Shinbone. And so he didn't want to settle his problems with violence. Everybody's like, "Oh no! If you want to take on Liberty Valance, you're gonna need a you're gonna need a gun. This represents a gun." He's like, "No, no." He's like, "No, I uh, I so use how we do it. I use the, in law. the civilized towns from which I come from. Yes, of the Baltimores. Yes, 
the Irving Baltimores <laughs> um, of your. It's just, just one guy in a town. Yep. Irving Baltimore. Just, they just walk around in a derby. Yep. Everyone that lives there. Tipping his hat to people. Very civilized. Um, and so he um, he ingratiates himself with the townspeople. The big word there, ingratiates. Um, he starts trying to teach people to read. People begin to love him. And at the same time, in this... It sounds a lot like the movie... Uh, what was the movie with Michelle Pfeiffer? Dude, where's my car? Oh, um... <laughs> <laughs> nothing like that movie. with gangsters paradise uh dangerous High, mind higher learning da yes higher learning <laughs> with michael rapaport and with john lovitz john lovitz i'm just making up that was high school high <laughs> with that was another movie <laughs> I'm, I'm just getting all I'm my not, like white teachers coming mixing it up in an urban city there there were some hispanic folk were. That were learning to read in this movie. There was a little police car rolling around in the guy's hair. Yeah, that scene. I do remember that from that. Remember Michelle Pfeiffer's that scene? In the, yeah, I remember she, specifically from she, that. She one pulled movie. up a chair and spun it around. She spun. You knew she meant business. Yeah. Oh like yeah. That's how. If you're a white person and you're trying to educate a lot of inner city youths of various ethnic backgrounds, you're trying so you, to just put the crack down. If you want to establish dominance and let them know who is the boss. Take that chair, whip it around to the improper sitting position, and and just sit down and face them like whoa 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 whoa, that's not how you sit on a chair. It's like whoa, I think she love it if whoever that. she did that to just spit in her face, the just greenest, flimmiest, like just just and it would just sort of hang. It'd be great if it was a if it was a Dilophosaurus from Jurassic from Jurassic Park, Park and just <laughs> melted her face off. Where's same it? amount, same amount. We're just mixing. This is a total mashup right here. Bitch, please. We are going all <laughs> every which way but loose with Clint Eastwood. Oh, look, there's another one added to the pile. Right turn. Oh, my gosh. That was the, the orangutan's yes. name, correct? Yes. The orangutan. I'm sorry. Please get back to your mood. So Clint Eastwood, also known he as He spins Duke his Ellington. chair around. Gangster's Paradise begins <clears throat> to play. Now what happens next? So, uh, so he's th this... T tensions continue to build at the same time as all of this is happening because uh, um, there's there's this subplot where Jimmy Stewart he seems like he's sort of um, he's he's pursuing Hallie. Um, mm, they they have they have kind of this you know it, it's not it's it's not a fully developed thing but um, uh, Tom Donovan who's uh, who's uh, John Wayne. He he claims Hallie is his girl. He's building her an addition onto his house. When when they get it, when they get married, they get hitched, as they say in the old west. We're gonna get hitched, and she's gonna move in here to, to my house with it. He's he's got a he's got a a, a buddy Pompey. It's an African American fellow. Who uh, see who says savvy. John Wayne's racist? He's, he's got a black friend. Savvy with a a, a shotgun, and many a scene when he was intimidating Liberty Valance. He would re reference Poppy, and you'd see him over there with his shotgun aimed clearly Strained at him. Trained on him, like oh. And uh, so you have you have kind of that element. You have you have this frustration, this mounting frustration in Jimmy Stewart's character Rance because he's so frustrated. He just he wants to better these people. He wants to better the town. The seems violence, like the really violence just permeates. Still perpetuating the violence. So one one night he he gets he gets so overwhelmed with it. He's like, you know what? 
I'm I'm going after this liberty balance. You go tell him I'm, I want to want to see him outside. And he takes his little pistol that he's trained with a little bit and he's not very good with. And he goes, liberty balance is drunk, but he's still mm. a better shot. Shoots the gun out of his hand. Shoots his arm. He's bleeding. But then yeah, who's liberty balance? Uh, Lee Marvin. Okay. He's, he's the ne'er do well. Um, then they they have this they have this back and forth and he shoots him he shoots him dead, and the town the town erupts they're happy oh Liberty Valance is dead and they've they they have they've elected at the same time uh, the location of Shinbone the it's they they're trying to to um, uh, become a state so they have states rights they want okay. states rights for their property and things of such Ooh, yes. so at the same time Jimmy Stewart and Dutton Peabody. They are the representatives of this area. <clears throat> Eventually, he's the editor of the, of the Shinbone Star. Yes, um, Pay and attention. you are. You're right on. You're right on the cusp. You know who would have been able to settle that little episode without violence and gun sh- bloodshed? LeVar Burton. He would have. He would have absolutely opened a book, and a rainbow would have sprung from the book. And a cartoon butterfly and things would have been okay. But you don't have to take his word for it. He never makes you take his word. Absolutely not. Ever. Ever. Because if you don't take his word for it, he kicks the shit out of you. Yeah. You, uh, he is a violent man. Oh my god. Off camera. Oh my god. It is terrible. But anyways. Enough mm. enough gossip, industry gossip. Yes. <laughs> the biz. <laughs> that LeVar Burden. What a scamp. What Shorty. a scamp. <clears throat> so uh it, it it comes to a head. Um, there they they are at this this. Uh, there's going to be a vote. They've gone to Capital City. Mm, Dutton, Capital City. Dutton Peabody, and and Rance Stoddard and some of the townsfolk have gone to Capital City. There's there's going to they're trying to decide. Oh, who's going to go to Washington? We want some. And there's people that want the the location their their geographical location to remain a territory. Mm-hmm. And there's people that want statehood. Mm. And so the people of Shinbone, they're, ah, he, big flowery speech. We want to nominate. Uh, well, that wasn't John Wayne that gave the flowery speech. No, no, he was there. He snuck in the back and okay. this kind of. That would be Jimmy leaning. Stewart. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart, was, he, Dutton Peabody gave the speech. Because oh, Rance. The editor of the Shinbone, of the Shinbone Star. Star. He was, <laughs> as, as he's delivering this and, and Rance realizes what he's going to do, he sneaks out the back. He doesn't feel. Like he's he's uh, he's worth that that praise because he's like no I, I betrayed my I betrayed my 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 beliefs I, resor- I, I resorted to violence I, I resorted to violence and that's what they were trying to slur him they were ah oh, this man because Levar sh- was taking him on from back of the bar he struck down shoot that civilian. motherfucker that is Dead. Ex- that is exactly what that was the one line that that Levar Burton had in the movie. <laughs> Shoot that motherfucker! Got it a hard R rating with that. It went right past PG. That's the only motherfucker in a black and white western Boom. from the sixties. Man, Lavar Burton, note noteworthy. So, Shoot that motherfucker! He's surly, just a surly fellow. In that, <laughs> that movie just weren't to come out right out of for sure. Here. The best part Man. of the movie that's in the director's whew, cut, by the way. Was quite a quite a turn there. So Rance, he exits the rally. He's he he's he's going to go back home to the east. He's leaving Shinbone altogether, and Tom Donovan stops him, and he tells him he he because up to this point he has a perception that he killed Liberty Valance, but in reality, Rance didn't do it. Oh, so his conscience is cleared. He he. Tom Donovan tells him no, 
I was across the street. I saw the whole thing. I shot him. And the, the thing was, um, Rance was justified in his shooting because, uh, because of the violence that had already ensued. If, if Tom had been known to be the one that shot him, it would have been murder and he would have been in trouble. Mm. Um, and, but he's like, no, I'm fine with that on my conscience. It's like, you go, you take Hallie, you do this, you go represent the people. And he goes, he goes to Washington, he becomes a senator, then a governor, then he goes back to being a senator. He's, just, he's done all kinds of great things for the townspeople. So he comes back and you, you flash back to the present day where he's an old man and he's telling this whole story oh, okay. to because they wanted to do an interview. The Shinbone star wanted to do an interview with him because he's this famous senator that's come back to Shinbone. And there, the guy tears up his story and he throws it in a, in a potbelly fireplace. They're like, oh, you're, you're not, you're not going not gonna to print the, print the story. Beautiful, man. And you he, work, did you work on that? I, I didn't. I just busted that one. Oh, right wow. There. It was just right there just off the From cup. the hip? Yep, shooting from the hip. Nice. As they did in the West. As they did in the West. And he said... <clears throat> He, he, he told Rance, Ransom Stoddard, he said, this is, this is the West, sir. When, when, this, when, the, sir. when the legend becomes the truth, you print the, you print the legend, not the story. And so everyone had known that he was the man that shot Liberty Valance. Like, we're not going to go back and tell people, no, 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 it was Tom Donovan. It wasn't this guy that did all these great things, and that's why we elected him. So they said, nope. We know the truth now, but we're going to sweep this under the rug. You're the man that shot Liberty Valance. You did all these great things. And it ends, it's, it's Rance and Halley on the train riding back to Washington, D.C. And he decides, you know what? How about when, I, when we get back to D.C.? I, I finish this bill, and then we, we leave D.C. and we come back to Shinvon. We live here happily ever after. She's like, oh, if you only knew how many times I dreamed of that. And they, it ends ah, happily ever after. And they're, they're playing the music swells. Like, oh. and that's it. And you're, just, you're like, I love Jimmy Stewart. I love John Wayne. I love LeVar Burton. This is an old-fashioned movie. It is. It's an old-fashioned kind of thing. You don't make them like that anymore. Nope. And what I, did your dad think of the movie? You watched. They, I assume you watched it with your. Dad. I watched it. I watched it with my mom and my dad. They had nice. seen it at the palace um, a couple of years ago, and that's why I knew. Oh. I knew they were fond of the film, so okay, I, I wanted okay. to watch it with them. And uh, it's it, my mom. I want to uh, see a movie at the palace sometime. I, I, I would like to see one of the Hitchcock movies. I know. I think oh, they do the Hitchcock yeah. movies there. So from let time me know to time. if you ever do that. Yeah, I would love to see Rear Window there. That's my favorite Hitchcock film, and probably uh, that and Harvey. Uh, are my two favorite uh, Jimmy Stewart films. I'm a big Jimmy Stewart fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would I would highly recommend this movie to people who are open to watching old movies. I know it's not a lot of people think old movies. Black I don't and think white there's movies. anything wrong with old movies. Uh, I love I love watching old movies because there's uh, in this movie. I mean, there's a handful of sets. You know, you got varying degrees of of characters. It's funny because. I'll watch these old movies. I was telling this to my parents last night when we watched after we got done watching it. It's funny to me. The guy that played the sheriff, Link um, Apple, uh, was I kept calling him Apple Wood, but it's not Applewood. I think it was Link something or other. He was the guy that did the voice for Friar Tuck in the Disney. Oh, I love that guy. Um, the Disney Robin Hood movie. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny because there's just there's these caricatures of people. He had a cameo in Back to the Future yes. uh, too. Three. Yes. Three. Yes. Yeah. In the um, West. But uh, and he was he was in a number Better of better run where, squirrel. Yep, Andy Devine is his name. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's funny because there's all these. Because I, I like that this has become like your classic corner. It is. <laughs> because the the next one, and I don't know if I'll be able to save it because I want to watch it now. Yeah. I've never seen the Dirty Dozen. Oh. And 
yeah, Lee Marvin's on, on that list as well. So I, I may I may buck tradition and just go watch the Dirty Dozen and have to do another one the next time we do what you haven't seen that. Um, but yeah, I, I highly I highly recommend the film. It's 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 two hours long, it's black and white, it's mostly character acting. So if that's not your cup of tea, then you probably won't enjoy it. But it's a fun story, good good actors. So we got one we got one recommend and one eh, maybe and lukewarm recommend. Very thoughtful. All of it. You you were really you let people know what the story was. Uh, it's much it. better than my re- recalling of Repo Man, where I could not rub two coherent sentences together to save my life. You've you uh, um, in in fairness, you've had a few beers, and I've I had have a few, had a few beers. I've had a few and naps. It's difficult to make heads or tails of Repo Man. The Repo Man is a tough one. It is tricky. I mean, if you were doing blank check with Brian Bonsall, I'd have said, "Hey, you can. You're you're good. That's you got." Uh, yeah. Well, the kid he writes a blank check and he gets a lot of money. And then he spends the money on things that a little kid would do. And you've got... Uh, if only I hadn't seen that movie, I could use Miguel it. Farrar as... Uh, as it the, has the Duff. It, yes. Karen Duffy. Karen Duffy. I had um, a major crush on her. She was an FBI agent that worked at the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, undercover. So sad. You had... Uh, this is a VJ from the MTV. Tone Loke. Also in the film. Tone Loke. Who, who was the limo driver? The, who was um, in the burbs? Yes. He's, Ray from the birds. Yes. He's one of those guys. You'd see him in different places. He yeah. was in uh, Groundhog Day. He was one of the... He was. He was one of the guys that drove with uh, Bill Murray when he after bowling. Mm. Yeah. You're a persistent cuss, Pilgrim. You really aim to hang that up outside somewhere? That's why I painted it. Well, take some advice, Pilgrim. You put that thing up, you'll have to defend it with a gun. All right. Well, that was our segment there. That was our uh, coming Good night, folks. Section. Drive safe. No, no. We got more. Oh, there's more. We have more. There's more. So, we're getting right into the feature presentation, guys. Segment two. Well, we're going to talk about movies that we're looking forward to seeing. Ten movies, in fact. Ten. Not just a few. Not nope. just five, seven, or nine, but a full ten. Movies coming out from September to November 2019. A.D. These are movies you're going to want to see, folks. Movies that we want to see. They may or may not be on Lifetime. Enough <laughs> of that. I gotta stop. I gotta shorten that. So no. I gotta nope. Just talk over the top of it the whole time. I like it. I want it to stay the way that it is. All right. So I started with Repo Man. Why don't you go uh, ahead and knock it? Like, get us let off. Lead off. You're the leading man. You're gonna. You're. You got no outs. Top man. of the first inning. You're batting lead off. You gotta get on base. Get us on base, Adam. All right. I um, sports metaphors. I, I I have ranked mine um, as as, as I do. I also as I didn't know if we had an order that we we're gonna go by, so I also have them by date order. Um, I, I listed mine by date, but I'm not necessarily gonna reveal them by date. I'm. Uh, we did. We had a little. We had a little powwow uh, prior to recording. And so I'm just gonna I'm gonna shoot straight out of the gate. I'm gonna buck. Just go for it. I'm gonna buck tradition. Don't I'm, be I'm conservative. Gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna throw caution to the wind with my list, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start it right out with uh, with exactly. <laughs> Is anybody there? Who said that? <laughs> Tom Hanks, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Ah, coming out nice. November twenty second. <sighs> November twenty second. I mean. Everybody in America should go see this movie. It's Mr. Freaking Rogers. 
And it's Tom Hanks. And it's Mr. Tom Hanks. It's Tom Hanks as, as Mr. Rogers. And it's just the every, the day the trailer came out, mm -hmm. everyone lost their minds with it. It was everywhere. Like, it was every, everybody was posting. I wanted to cry Facebook. even just watching the damn trailer. Oh, it was, it, you're, just, you're sitting there and you're just like, yep, I'm going to go to this movie. I'm going to love it. And I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Because it's. I'm booking it. It's Mr. Rogers. I'm gonna have myself a bad day. It's just gonna, he's, but he's gonna make you feel better. He's gonna make, he's gonna make you better. sad because he's not with us anymore. But yeah. then you're gonna be like, ah, oh, but he's still in my heart. Oh my god! And you're gonna Everybody smile. Loves Mr. Rogers, how could you not want to see? What's wrong with you people? Yeah, don't see it. Don't oh, denigrate the man. Of course, you're gonna see it. This is gonna be the big holiday movie. This is this is gonna be the at Thanksgiving time. This is the one. Families are gonna get together. The families are gonna. See Everybody's it. gonna go see this. They're it's... gonna go see whatever like animated cartoons gonna be like Frozen, I guess. Probably Frozen two comes out. Yeah. Same weekend, I believe. Same weekend. So yeah, people are gonna go see Frozen in droves, but then they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go see they're gonna this go... like it's gonna have long legs. Yeah. This this one. I, I Cindy Crawford legs. Could 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 this be? I'm gonna go ahead and throw this out there. Just to get uh, your two cents on it. Mm -hmm. That's what they say uh, mm -hmm. sometimes when you're asking about someone's opinion. Two cents. Um, two bits. I say two bits. Two bits. Shaving a haircut. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, will it be? Will it be an Oscar contender? Do you I think? think so? Yeah. It, uh, it's it's it one of those. I think I think it could be a Tom Hanks Oscar. I think it, it's even if he doesn't win one, I think he's going to get a nomination. I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, and he hasn't had one in some time. It's been a little 13, the last nomination. It's been a little while. He had the incredible string of nominations and, yeah. and wins in the 90s. And uh, he's sort of just kind of gone off and done his own thing for some time. Uh, but this, this feel, I mean, first of all, it's a biopic, yeah. which is just, you know, catnip for Oscar time. Uh, he has the chops. In the trailer, he's, he's nailing Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Now, I had heard criticisms that people can't. Just not see Tom Hanks in this role. <clears throat> he, he is clearly, I mean, he's not wearing a prosthetic or anything that I no. can tell. Maybe, maybe, maybe it would have been a bad idea. I don't know. I, I like, um, but he has all of those Mr. Rogers cadence. Down. I, I like that he went, um, as far as to try and get some of the speech patterns down, but he, he's, you can tell he's not doing a voice. I like that he's not, I, and they, they could have gone all in on this. They could have gone with something like we're gonna, you know, even if they hadn't done Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, not Tom Hanks, whoever. Well, it's just a sweet like, draw, like a southern, like an old sweet old man draw. Like it's like elderly Forrest Gump on this. Yeah, story. and it's it's just it's one of those like you got a you got a guy that's regarded as being you know just the nicest guy in Hollywood. He's America's grandpa, and it's like okay, he's the guy that you want playing Mister Rogers, and I think it'll do well. I'm excited to see it. Um, it'll be one I know I'll own. Now, who's the writer? Is that um, who, who's the actor who's sort of writing um, the, or the article about? Let me see, Mr. Rogers. I do like I, I like that one line in the trailer where he says, "You know, I'm um, I'm writing a, uh, an article about Mr. Rogers and don't who, ruin my don't childhood. ruin my childhood." I love that scene too, where his girlfriend, yeah, say wife. I don't know. It's like. She just sort of pretty much straight up says, like, in a threatening manner, like, yeah. don't ruin my childhood. Don't, don't dig up any shit on Mr. Rogers. Not that you ever could. The sweet, one of the sweetest human beings to ever grace the earth. He, I mean, there's. Is this, is this adapted from a novel, do you know? 
I, I think it's I think it's based uh, it's uh, I want to say it's based on a true story. So I, there I, was a movie that recently came out, like a documentary that had limited, I think, theatrical release. I think that was like adapted from a novel. Yeah, I guess the, the um, this is a much more Hollywood ver- like version of this. Lloyd uh, Matthew Reese plays Lloyd Vogel, a journalist. Well, like a interview. second, I thought I was like, is that Ed Norton? He's a very Ed Norton-y type. He 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 does have yeah he's got a little bit of that that yeah. kind of note to him. Let's see the director, uh, it's Micah Fitzerman Blue and Noah Harpster the writers and Mariel Heller is the director. It really doesn't even matter who's going to direct this thing because Tom Hanks is going to yeah he's he's directing himself. He's gonna he's gonna do I mean he's gonna nail this role. Okay, I, I, I no doubt. I, I do. I it's do. It's going to be like, a cliche. Like he's just going to get a nod, and people are going to like, oh, of course he's going to get a nod for this. I, I do like that. Um, the she. This is the Mariel Heller is the director. Was Clocky and MacGruber and documentary crew member in Popstar. It doesn't even matter who. It doesn't they even get. matter. It doesn't even matter who they get. It doesn't even matter. It, they're just gonna turn. They just turn the camera on, and then and then Tom Hanks. It's. I think. I think it's just gonna be a fantastic movie. Um, it's. Uh, it's probably the. I, that's why I ranked as my top, and I when I just fired right out of the gates. Like there's a, there's a number of good movies coming out in the next three months, but this is the one I think I would definitely say like, yep. I'm gonna feel so good watching this movie. It's it's just gonna be like, you know, going home again. You know, just... I I went and saw the documentary they they did on him. I think it was last year. And awesome. it was it. I mean, it was you could. I mean, there were times you're sitting on the theater, you hear everybody in the theater is just you know tearing up. It's like everyone loves Mister Rogers because he's just a lovable guy. Yeah, and and just stuff that like stories that people would share on social media about you know the things that he would do, like taking taking the puppets into the hospital yep. and putting on uh, a private you know show of, of Mister Rogers' neighborhood. For these sick kids and it's just something that he did i absolutely love the story about going in front of uh was it not the fcc but the government oh yeah uh, just trying to keep funding a lot funding for, for yeah for uh kat or not kat public public oh, yeah Rogers, pbs PBS, yeah. PBS, thank you. um it's and it's just the way that he charmed that senator into giving him the money. He was more, he was convinced he was going to say no. He was, he was that he was compelling. shut it down. He was so compelling. And it's yeah. just like, I, I love, um, from the documentary. And I think I, I, in the trailer, they have the kid who has, he bends down to hug the kid. Oh, and, and I, I can't remember if it's the, the one of the little boy that was in the wheelchair that came on his show. Yeah. But I, I remember when they had him. See, that's the thing. I wonder what, which of these, because they've been guarded yeah. in the in the trailer, the first yeah. trailer. Like, they're not showing a lot. It's, but he it just, I remember, I, I've watched the clip a number of times on YouTube of actual Fred Rogers. He was sitting in the front row of whatever award show it was. And the kid who had been on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood that was in the wheelchair comes out and he just gets up, walks on stage and hugs the kid. Yeah. And you're like, this guy is just the best. Yeah. He's and just he's Mr. Rogers. He's so Mr. Like, Rogers. Nobody's going to do or say a thing. Like, tell him to sit. He's like, that's Mr. Rogers. Shut you watch up. yourself. Just, yeah. You watch yourself. In the like, I will get LeVar Burton right now. Right now. He is here reading we'll Rainbow. He will your ass. He will. That's what LeVar will do. You don't have to take his word for it. <laughs> that's, two, that's two times. Two times. <laughs> like the Fuji's, man. Two times. So, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. It, it wasn't on my list. I reserved it for you. Like, I was just like, oh, 
I, I know Adam's going to say this movie, but I'm That's I'm also I very looking. I can't wait to take my kids to see this because my kids they, they didn't get Mister Rogers. Like I grew up on Mister Rogers. Yep. You know, like my 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 mom was like all Captain Kangaroo. Mister Rogers was me. Yep. And you know, like yeah, my kids didn't get any of that. And he 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 he, he educated kids on manners and just being a good person. Yeah, the reach of his impact is. I mean, is unbelievable. The the people that he did things for and, and the lives that he touched. Just like you're just like there's not many stories. There are good, you hear stories about good people. It's like doing good things, yeah. but it's like this guy is. It's like there's nothing about him. You could you could go through everything he had with the and people try like there are like he's, there are those who would try to question his sexuality. He's his... incorruptible. Yeah. Oh, I hate and that. that's and that's just that's the best part about it is like there's nothing that can taint the goodness of Mr. Rogers because he was just a good person all around. And you're like, that's you, as an adult, you just can't, I guess, help but want to go. What's with this guy? Yeah, he's not really this. He's not really this guy because we've been trained to doubt that that level sure. of goodness for sure because it doesn't exist outside of Mr. Rogers. Yeah, you gotta be. You gotta be. You, gotta, you know, you gotta watch out for these yeah. people. Yeah, because people will they'll but hoodwink you. He was you. too good. Yeah. He was just he the was right amount guy. of good that we all needed. So it's going to be a heartwarming story. There will not be a dry eye no. in theaters. Uh, and it's not because he dies or anything. It's just because you just can't believe that humanity can be, be so overwhelmed with his good. goodness. And with kids, with children, especially if you have kids, too. I mean, it just gets you even more. Like with the part where he gets up and hugs the kid yep. in the wheelchair, you know. Uh, you don't get any of that as a kid. You you get that. You you appreciate that as an adult. Yep. But as a kid, he's just like you know. He's like your grandpa, man. He's the best. He is the best. And that's a good movie to start with. When's that coming out again? November what? November twenty second. Just in time for Thanksgiving. Yep. Baby. I'm thankful that we had Mister Rogers. Please don't ruin my childhood. This piece will be for an issue about heroes. Do you consider yourself a hero? We are trying to get the world. Okay. My first movie is also very wholesome and sweet. And <laughs> especially when it comes to children. And of course, we're talking about Pennywise the Clown and It Chapter 2 coming out September 5th. I was kind of hoping that you would. Uh, yeah, that I had to. I had to. Like, I, it, just, it had to happen. I had to. We had to. That's our not our book in, but. Following up on this, I, I reserved that one. Pre- was, I put it on my list because I know I'm looking forward to it. And, and it's like, no, there's that's... no movie I'm looking forward to more than yep. Chapter Two, and it looks so good. And the thing that's got me really excited is: Have you noticed all of the attention that Bill Hader's getting? He's getting a lot of attention. I mean, Oscar nomination type yeah. stuff, you know. Like, and I know it's like Warner Brothers are pushing it out, but I find it interesting because he is a comedian. But you know, and you don't, you haven't seen a lot. You can see a lot of quick cuts of what's going on. Jessica Chastain and um, oh gosh, um, who's the guy who plays Bill McAvoy? Yeah, yeah James McAvoy. Like they're, I feel like getting the majority of the uh, attention. Yep. As they should. They're kind of the two main characters as far as the children go. Uh, but it's Richie, man. It, it's it's Bill Hader's character. Like he's the guy, and I'm like yep. I'm so excited. Just it's got me even more pumped. I saw that cast when they released it. And I was like, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. And you and you still have, you know, there because there's still gonna be parts with the kids. Yeah, they'll have flashbacks. They're still in it. And yeah. all of those kids that we loved in the first one, 
who have only gotten better. Yeah. Um, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. He's, you know, I, I, you, you get a real sense from him in the Stranger Things season three mm-hmm. that there's been a big change in him from season one to season three in so much as like, okay, he's, He's a bona fide actor at this point. I mean, he's, he's a the kid. River Phoenix of this. He is. Group. He's he's got he's got some real chops. He's he's got some some big things under his belt, and he's so he's he's got he's got juice to go go far. He could be that Johnny Depp, that yeah. generation, you know, of, of like a serious actor. He could be the next Edward Scissorhands. He could. Just saying, he could be the when next they Travis. reboot it. Because they'll they probably will eventually reboot, reboot it. all of the movies. Everyone that you love, they'll reboot. Um, and, you know, like, I, I was at a store, and I walked past the It book, which is so thick and huge, and I'm, I'm thinking, how, how is it possibly that they're, they're going to be able to adapt this gigantic, thick novel into these, you know, movies? Like, the miniseries did a pretty decent job, but it was a miniseries. They had several hours. Uh, but, I mean, the first movie was just so good, and, and it's going to be close to three hours. Yep. You know, they're, t- they're, they're, giving it, they're, they're giving it, like, in-game time, you know? Yep. And so, it's... It's supposed to be, I think, that's one of the bloodiest scenes in any. I've read that a couple places. Some of the scariest stuff you've ever, and I, I don't doubt it at this point. Yeah, when there were rumblings and and you know people who'd seen scenes like Comic Con or what have you, uh, say, yeah, this is going to be scary. This is going to be freaky, and that's it needs to be freaky. Like at times, and you touched upon it when we, I think, maybe discussed it. Well, in our remix episode yeah. that we did, maybe in the last episode. That you know, a lot of people go and they look back at Tim Curry's Pennywise as this really freaky, scary uh, memory. But you know, really, you were just a kid, and like, it's not hard to freak out a kid. But compared to you know Skarsgård's version of Pennywise, which is legitimately freaky, especially it's with terrifying. his eyes and stuff. And he's there's that part in the trailer like where you see him, and he's kind of got like, you know, it, it totally looks like the scene from like you know Batman with you know where where Jack Nicholson's kind of like got the you know, the, the streaming the makeup's kind of streaming yep. on his face and he just looks insane. There's that little quick scene with Pennywise where he has that crazy look, but the eyes still cockeyed. What's going to happen, man? They're going to have, it looks like they're going to have the scene where the hate crime, yep. uh, where the, uh, the homosexual guy, or, uh, you know, he gets like, you know, tossed off a bridge or whatever. Yeah. Pennywise there. It's You're going to get that scene. I the, think these movie, the last movie didn't pull any punches, and I don't think. And so. I think I think this one's going to push even harder. I yeah. think that's what they're like. All right, because because there's, I mean, that was I know one of the things in the first one. People were kind of concerned, like, okay, well, there's some there's some odd stuff in the book, you know. There's some real unsettling things in there, yeah. and thankfully they stayed away from the stuff that's really off putting. Yeah, but I think true. I think in this they're still pushing the bounds of the stuff. It's like okay, this stuff is that stuff's completely out of play. This stuff is like eh, borderline. Like we're gonna push it as far as we can, and I I appreciate that. I, I like do that. Too. Yeah, like the kids weren't safe by any means. No, you're just not gonna have to deal with the heaviest of things. Yeah, because um, it's not necessary. You still need to do it. I think you. It was it was necessary to show the violence towards you know Bill's little brother. Yep. Uh, to kind of let you know that things are gonna be unsettled. Yeah, they let you know right out the gates. Like, okay, we're not pulling punches here. But that's what's so crazy about this one here, because it's going to be the adults now. Like, how is this entity going to scare the adults? And I love what they chose to show you. You know, they had like the extended scene with 
uh, Jessica Chastain with the crazy, like the weird old yep, lady. the lady. It's like, you know, kind of like sulking around, scurrying around in the background. You got the scene with James McAvoy where there's like a kid in a funhouse. In, in, in that glass maze. Yeah, that uh, some innocent kid, you know, that he sees. Uh, oh my God, that's going to be intense. There, uh, the, Pennywise is like licking the glass. Oh. So odd. The uh, the other night I was uh, I was on Twitter and I got to the point where things you know is is late enough at night that people weren't readily tweeting things and so my my Twitter feed was stalled a little bit and I kept trying to refresh and see what was happening but nothing was happening but I was stuck with the six second clip of Pennywise just staring back at you oh and he like becomes the and monster then, like, the, thing the last I've seen second. that that and I'm like I'm sitting there I was like I need to close Twitter because it's just Pennywise staring at me. I know exactly what he's going to do. And it's I like, just keep watching. I know what he's going to do. And I've watched it several times, but I'm going to stop now. But I I'm going to stop. I can't look away. It, it, it's, it is. It's like, I know I'm, I'm thankful because you and I are big horror movie fans. Yeah. And there's so like, it's always, it's always funny to me. It's like, I talk to adults, other adults like, Oh no, I can't, I, I can't do scary movies. And I want to be yeah. like, but it's it's not real. I mean, you know, it's, it's not, not real. real. There's but it's a lot like, of, people just don't want to deal with those emotions. You know? It's they, they just want to have. They want their little bow and happy endings. I guess that's we're fine. pioneers in emotional stuff because we know life is messy. Yeah, we, we yeah, not we, everything is happy and rainbows no. and like unicorns and like you know, it's just not. It doesn't necessarily have to be this bleak. No. <laughs> it's kind of taking it the other direction. But, we, but we're okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. And, uh, you know, and I don't know what October's going to look like. I'm always, I always get excited around October to see what scary movies are going to step up and, and be, you know, like last year we had, you know, Halloween. Yep. Which was excellent. Did great. It was, it fit Two the bill, man. Right at, it came out right around Halloween. And it bugs me, like, it chapter one came out in August, I think. It was the beginning of September, same it was as the beginning. Okay, yeah, okay, beginning of yeah. September, same as this one. I, I would be like, I want to see it. I'm anxious to see it, but like, push it a few more weeks, man. They just know they're going to make more money, I guess, if they release in September. They're going to, they're still kind of capitalizing on that end of the summer. The, yeah, the, like it's funny because mentality. August used to be the end of summer yeah. when people were still like, all right, we get your last horizon. Yes. But I think because they pushed the summer movie season so far to where like the end of April, yeah. beginning of May is now summer movie season. Right, right. You're like, by the time you get to August, like August is really tapered off and yeah. stuff doesn't do that well in August. And you had Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. I mean, other than that. And and even that opening weekend, I think only made sixty million. I think it underperformed a little bit. I, I think really internationally kind of, it did well. But yeah. I was really kind of surprised. It was like, wow, this is I mean, it's the rock. It's I mean, it, it had all the it had all of the 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 you know like the signs. All yeah. the signs were there that it was going to be like a major. Hit. Yeah, and it just it, it's it's still it's doing well. Yeah, but it was just like when it came out the first weekend because I I went and looked and I think um, uh, Furious Seven I want to say made like 150 million opening weekend domestically. But again, that was like a May movie, you know. And, and it, 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 yeah, it's it's just those those ones hit earlier. This one, I think Hobbs and Shaw would have made that kind of money if it did come out in May. I think I think you're right, yeah, but, but it, it is odd that they put it in August. It, August, and and that's uh, there's nothing else really that's come out this month that's you know just blowing people away. But once you hit that September, it's like August is kind of that transitional. You know, here's our summer. Here's the transition. September, you're into that fall mode, and it yeah. was like okay. Even though Halloween is, you know, you're talking. 
um, it drops the first Friday in September. That's right around the corner. Oh, I mean, we're just a couple weeks away. Yeah. And um, by the time you're watching this, it'll probably be coming out. Yeah, it'll be. You 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 might be watching this in the theater, listening to us. You Put the phone down. I hope you are. Stop listening to yeah, us. Don't and pay that. attention to the movie. Don't be That's that guy. It's a waste of money. Yeah, it's stupid. Ticket. Don't be stupid. And if you're watching the YouTube channel, even worse. <laughs> but thank you. We appreciate it. We do appreciate don't, it. Don't doubt us. We do you appreciate watch it. it chapter but watch two. the movie and then watch us out. Fucking rad, dude. Come on. So come good. on. Come on. You're better than that. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it. I think of all the movies, probably this is the no-brainer hit. Uh, yeah. It, it's tracking to be just as, if not more, successful than the first movie, which was a surprise hit. Uh, you know, you're talking like 120, 130 million opening weekend, which is huge for us. September. For a September movie? Yeah. For a horror movie? Yeah. Are those Especially I mean, for that horror movie, yeah, yeah that's not something that, that those are like conjuring movie numbers. I mean, not even conjuring was that big, yeah. And this, that's I mean, anytime like, it's like I, the Lion King numbers, <laughs> this and this is going to be better than the Lion King. Oh, better, yeah. this yeah. is better than this is definitively better than the Lion King. You know, what my favorite description, like adjective for uh, the Lion King, someone said it was vapid, vapid. <laughs> You know, the last time I heard somebody describe something as vapid was like the Desperate Housewives. That's. <laughs> it's like, damn, for real. This movie was very callow. This, this, and the Kardashians together. <clears throat> but no, it chapter two. I mean, I, I have to. I had to say it. I was tempted to say ten movies we're looking forward to. That's not chapter two. It's chapter two. But, but no, I have to mention it. Yeah, it I is. I can't. I can't. I can't saddle it with a caveat because I am so looking. Forward I'm eagerly to it. anticipating it. Yeah, it's, I have no doubt it's going to be one of the best movies of the year for me. Uh, and it's it's easily, you know, it's like end game level anticipation for me. I really it's, think it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a big deal. I'm excited about it. For 27 years, I dreamt of you. I craved you. I missed you. Hey, Adam, what's your second? All right, let's see here. Let's let's keep this let's keep this rocking and rolling here. What is uh, what is my next one? You got something wholesome so I can bring it back down again. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm just I'm gonna double down. Okay. I'm gonna double down because I'm gonna go with uh, the first DC movie um, that I've been this excited about, and I I was excited about Shazam. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought Shazam was gonna be good, but this one I'm far more excited about. Because it's a much bigger and better character played by somebody that I'm really, I think will just, I think will be really good in it. And that's the Joker. It's. Uh, yeah. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker was such on the nose casting. He, he just, uh, I watched her uh, the other day. And it's just, it's, he's just, he, his personality is just, is unsettling. Yeah. Like he, when you go through, like, as, cause he can play a lot of different stuff. But he plays crazy so well. I mean, he just he really does. Like, um, uh, you were never really here. Yeah, I was just going to mention that movie. That I mean, where he's the vigilante, uh, more like, you know, like Charles Bronson on steroids yeah. type. 
and with a hammer, ball peen hammer. In in that what weapon I, of choice. What I liked about that movie was, I mean, like in in the in the world that we where we have the John Wicks and we have the Takens and we have all these vigilante movies. The the violence is one of those front and center things. And what I liked about you were never really here was all a lot of the violence was kind of um, directed off camera. Like you would catch, like mm -hmm. you you would see on the security videos, you would see like the tail end of him hitting somebody. Yeah. It wasn't the it wasn't that in your face like oh here's this big choreographed fight. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the implication of violence, and I think because it was you believed it so much because of his character and because he was so unhinged, and you're just like a guy that can be slightly terrifying because what I think he's doing, this guy's going to do great as the Joker. Yeah, it's not like Eli Roth when no. he gets to pornographically showing you the violence. Yeah. And that's a that's that's an interesting parallel you bring up the you were never you were never there here you were never there was that what you were never really here yeah you were never really here that is almost like the it, it's if there was a point that movie is like if you tipped in towards good the Joker is if he gets tipped towards yep. evil like there's like yep. there's a level of breaking of a human being and he yeah. just so happens to be choosing to harness his violence to save kids versus terrorizing a city yeah <laughs> uh but i mean he's the perfect guy he is life. he's such an emo like uh, emotionally unhinged person and he 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 gives you those kinds of performances where like even in the trailer um and the two, my two favorite things about the trailer um and i can't remember if we've talked about this or not um but um when he puts when he puts on his clown makeup mm -hmm. um one of the things because i've i've I've, in in my travels and the, the things that I've researched, one one of the things about clown makeup that I've found um, that clowns, actual clowns, like you know, professional clowns, typically tend to um, keep the the makeup that they do with rounded edges mm -hmm. um, because it's it's more um, uh, it it, uh, it makes them the the straight edges and the points are more jarring for children just on a psychological level and they go i mean like everything on his face there's the points the triangles over his yeah, eyes yeah yeah everything above is, his eyebrow like, everything is very that way yeah. and so i and it just it felt like an intentional choice right from the trailer and then the other part in the in the trailer that they had was that comedy club that he's in a couple of times if you're paying attention or when the i think one point somebody else is on stage and i think at one point he's on stage mm -hmm. and you see behind him it says pogo mm -hmm. which was the name which was the name the of john wayne gacy's clown yeah. and i i just love it it's like okay there, it feels like if that's the kind of attention that's you're a, gonna the nod they chose like, oh, to give that's you so good <laughs> that's your easter egg right like there. you're like i'm already like i wanted to see this and like i feel like you gave me something like i think you're really gonna want to see this i'm like yes i do i really want to see it i'm excited because when you first heard the news that the guy who brought you the Hangover movies was writing this screenplay for a Joker movie, everybody I know was just like, I hope this does yeah, not. Like, oh. it, it came, the announcement for this movie came at a time when this seeming, Warner Brothers seemingly was just throwing any kind of announcement at, you know, out there to see what yeah. stuck. So uh, there, there were all kinds of movies uh, that they, they were, that were, gonna happen you're like oh this movie's gonna happen there's gonna be i assume there's still gonna be a bird of prey movie uh, yeah i think they're I, I suppose but i mean just about every other week there was some like hey you know what do you guys think of this and then the people would be like oh the internet would do its thing like i hate it yeah and um when there was the news of a joker movie and this is coming off 
this is like right around the time when the Batman was falling apart. Yeah. You know? Like Ben Affleck. This was months ago. Yeah. And, and you know, so we, we had no idea what was happening with Batman. It's like, who cares about what's going on with the Joker? If you can't even have a Batman, like a sustainable Batman character. And now that we have Robert Pattinson or, uh, yeah, is that his name? Sparkly vampire. Yeah. Sparkly vampire. Like now, now I'm just curious, like what's going to, like, are they going to, is this just a one-off? I hope it's not. I think that's what they're saying it is. I, I think it's it's just going to be its own thing. I don't even think it follows any storylines from a comic book. I think it's just like here's the character. It's here's just a character study. It's just it's the Joker, and we made a movie about him. Now, if this movie goes off to be a huge hit, which it's gonna be, I feel like it really is. It's gonna be a massive hit. Joe, it comes out uh, October fourth. Yeah. So this is a couple. This is a full month removed from it. Chapter two. Yep. And uh, the, so, yeah, it's it's right in a it's in a perfect spot. There's nothing else huge coming out at this time. No. And it, it's going to have it's going to have a summer feel to it. Yeah. And maybe people I, I have a feeling this movie might be what not. I think people are going to expect Heath Ledger and this big action packed kind of thing. But it's really going to be just a character study. It's just the, <clears throat> evolving into this person, this normal well, maybe not a normal person because it is like seemingly a, normal, seemingly normal person, like finding out what's going on behind, you know, behind what's going on in his mind and becoming this, this the Joker character. I, we haven't like we've seen Jack Nicholson become the Joker. We just was just like a gangster with, you know, no conscience. Apparently he was a little bit crazy and mad, but you don't really see what goes. Yeah. Like, like you don't see how why he becomes the Joker. He was just already kind of evil. There was there was a meme I've seen it a couple times now and I really I, I enjoy it about this movie and it was nineteen the I think the top half of it said nineteen eighty nine uh, to make the Joker you push him in a vat of chemicals in twenty nineteen to make yeah. the Joker you push him into society oh that's just, so good yeah I was like that oh so that good. works so well but but with Heath Ledger like he was the Joker already he was full on the Joker <sighs> you know, there wasn't even not there wasn't even a transformation scene. And, you know, to a much lesser extent, Jared Leto and the Suicide Squad, he was already the Joker. Like You saw, like, the scenes with, uh, you know, Harley Quinn, but he was the Joker even then. So this is a true origin story, it feels like. And yeah. I, and it's, since it's not based off any comics that we know of, it's going to be really interesting to see how it's received. Because I, I don't, I mean, I, I was never a, a bit, I mean, I'm not, it's no surprise, I'm not a big DC fan, yeah. but ba Batman does get a, pa or a pass on that. So mm -hmm. I, I love Batman and most of the storyline. But I think even from things that I'm aware of, I don't know in the comics, um, and there may be, um, I'm sure, hardcore I DC fans. I think they purposefully not given you the origin yeah, of the Joker. Yeah, they never really gave you, a, yeah. here's the origin of the Joker. If you tell the story of the Joker, it takes away from his mystique. Yeah. Because he's such a wild card. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I see what you oh, did there. That's a, yeah, so, and I kind of agree with that, but I... And maybe maybe that's why this is just a one-off. Like this isn't really the Joker's origin. This is just an interesting so what we, little, it's an interesting idea that we came up with. Study. But I think for some people, they're going to demand that this Joker continue. I, I think I could see that being a case, and I I mean, and I think Joaquin Phoenix is already such of such a mind. It's not going to damage him to be this. No, character. he's because I, I remember reading stuff that Jack Nicholson had talked to Heath Ledger about playing the Joker, and yeah. kind of gave him an, uh, a warning. It's like you know, it's, this is a this is a an interesting character to play. I mean, you know, you got to kind of be careful with it. Like the further you go into it. It can kind of take some. Heath take Ledger's sort of famous. He's like a Christian Bale. He just died. He pours himself he, yeah. into a character. He's a character actor. 
uh, I think Joaquin Phoenix is already just sort of weird. Yeah. You know, so he's not fit. pouring himself no. into a role and becoming this person. Kind of, I'm not saying he's a sociopath or anything, but far from that, he's just a weird guy. I think he's there's a strange guy, and he's okay with that. What I what I like about Joaquin Phoenix is I, I think there's a capacity in every person that if you if you nurtured that sociopathic part of you, you could be any person is capable of becoming it. Most people just don't because yeah. it's a horrible thing. Oh, but I think it's almost like in the case of Joaquin Phoenix, it's kind of like. He doesn't, he's not a sociopath, but he's watered that plant a little more than the rest of us. <laughs> and so it's when I was like, okay, he's not as far from this as we yeah. might think. Mm. And I like how he seemingly has physically transformed his body yeah. a little bit too for this film. Like he's very disturbingly gone. Yes. And just sick looking. Yeah. He's so skinny in this. That like, scene where he's just like in his underwear kind of over. He can be a little over. bit chunky at times. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm just looking forward to it, man. It's, a good it's gonna it's gonna be good. All right. Another one that I'm looking forward to quite a bit. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. Hit me right. with your best shot. Fire away. Fire away. Okay, so I'm going to stray a little bit from the horror movie path just a bit. Okay. And for my second movie, I'm going to go ahead and choose uh, the latest entry into the uh, famous 80s and 90s science fiction uh, saga starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's the Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah, it's... I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's kind of almost like fool me twice, though, you know. Yeah. Terminator, the original James Cameron, first two movies are so, so good. Uh, Far then, he, away. then he backed away from it. And then, you know, Terminator 3, I thought was fine. Uh, but I, I didn't necessarily care for how they did the John Connor story. And, and Sarah, you know, like uh, whoever is, you know, it was, it was uh, what was the actress's name from My So-Called Life? Claire Danes. Claire Danes, yeah. And like she was like, you know, the mother of, of John yeah. Connor or whatever. Like, was he, was he Kyle Reese? No, he was John Connor. I, I yeah. Um, who is, who played him? Nicholas something or other, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't really know what else he's been in. He looks he a little bit Sin like the City. older brother from Malcolm in the Middle, but I know it's not him. He was in Sin City. He was the yellow guy. Uh, oh, the little weird yellow guy. Yeah. His balls ripped out. So he was in the, That's the, what you want to be known as. He was in The Man Without a Face as well yeah. with Mel Gibson back in the 90s. No, but this this feels like a true follow-up to Terminator 2 because you got Linda Hamilton coming back. You got back. her back. You got Sarah Connor, dude. The original. And you got the John Connor. Edward Furlong is back in this bitch. And he just seemingly recently was announced. Has, he, has, he, has he lost a little bit of weight? He just looks like an older version of the kid. Because he had, he had. I mean, I'm not, I'm not one to criticize, but he, had, he had pudged up a bit. <laughs> we like to eat ice cream yeah. too. Carbs. <laughs> I live off friend. of pizza. Yeah, Lots literally. Um, no, well, his IMDb picture looks like he's a pretty slim guy. Okay. So I wonder if it's just going to be mostly not flashbacks because then he would be a kid. But I don't know if he's going to have a large role. Obviously, Linda Hamilton's got a huge role in this, yes. and there's a new terminator in this thing and i really like her there's Mackenzie davis she's really interesting uh she has an interesting look 
And I like some of the other movies. She's played small bit parts in other movies, like The Martian she was in. She played kind of... The Martian? The Martian. She played uh, the the kind of girl, the techie girl. She, she's like a real... You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, I, I watched that movie, and I mostly remember Matt Damon growing poop potatoes. And that's... <laughs> I was like, well, he's, eating, he's eating poop potatoes. No, she, she was like the girl who was sort of in the background, the young uh, girl who I think was who brought some data. Yeah. Like I don't know. She, she's not in a lot, but when I see her, I'm always drawn to her. I think yeah. She's a really interesting look. She kind of, she's, she's got a major role in this new Terminator movie. Uh, but James Cameron is sort of showing this he's, movie as a movie that's, uh, worthy of of a follow-up of his classic first two movies he did those avatar movies you know people i feel like he was also somewhat endorsing genesis though so i taken that with a big fat pinch of salt uh i i don't necessarily but it's nice to know that he's behind it but again genesis i i saw i think up through four i don't know that i saw the fifth one i really i mean like it's disappointing i i like i i know that i've seen three and four I it have, had Jason Clark in it. He played John Connor. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. Okay. I can tell you that I. Didn't and it's uh, Emily. Um, uh, well, you know, Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Yeah. Um. She and and then uh, gosh, he played the John Connor character. He's in a lot of stuff. We've talked about it. He played Captain Boomerang, I think. <laughs> oh. Jake, Jai Courtney. Yeah. Jai Courtney was in it. So John McClane's son. Anytime you put Jai Courtney in a movie that's of popular. You know, has like some sort of following. It's usually turns out to be disastrous. Not his fault. He's fine, but and just Amelia Clark wasn't great. I don't think. And you know, it it all whatever role Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, if he's not the main focus of the movie, I feel like you're just sort of disinterested. They just keep having to bring him back. They pull his old ass out. For these just when I thought he was movies. out, they pull him back. I think Salvation was the only one that he had no role in. I think they just used his CG likeness for the end of that movie. That that was the first major disappointment with the one with Christian Bale. Yeah, I just you know didn't love it. I was disappointed by it. it wasn't terrible, but it felt like a step in the wrong direction. Genesis, you know, it they kind of fooled me. It had a really cool opening segment of the war. Because, you know, the the war against the machines, like you'd seen that in little bits and pieces here in the first couple of movies. They showed you like a pretty cool scene of that. Uh, and then he was sending, you know, Kyle back in time or whatever, like that whole scene. You see like a modern version of what that would look like with modern day CGI and all that and budgets. Uh, I, I really don't know what to expect from this movie. You just have it's it honestly has a terrible trailer. Yeah, it's it. it it feels like they're just like we're making a Terminator movie, yeah. and you're like, oh, okay. But it's got it's got uh, it's got Linda Hamilton and yeah. and uh, and Schwarzenegger. He's going to be in it. Yeah, too. he's like, in oh, it. Okay. And it, they're they're trying to pull this kind of emotional like yeah. thing they did with Logan with Kurt. Yeah, it's a slow paced kind of. Now, admittedly, I love the scene where like Linda Hamilton comes out with the rocket launcher and yeah. shoots the RPG like just a few feet away, seemingly from the Terminator, blows his ass up. I mean, I feel like Linda Hamilton would blow back from that. She's so close. She, yeah, watch the trailer. Like she's really close to the damn thing. <laughs> like no, she I'm stands fine. like a badass. I'm so tough. Yeah, I'm so tough. I'm 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 Sarah Connor, but I'm so excited to see her because she is a badass. Well, I, I, it's uh, what I feel like um, when you have 
because this to me feels like they're doing a very similar, if not the exact same thing as Halloween did from last year. Uh-huh. You're you're, you're mm-hmm. like, all right, let's cut let's out. Let's get our heroin back. Let's yeah, yeah, let's cut out the stuff that people are kind of about. The let's, shit we tried that yeah. didn't work. Let's, let's go get back to the. Let's roots. go. Let's cut that out. Let's yeah. go back to the original story. Yeah. Bring in the people that we know they like, yeah. and let's see if we can't recreate that Good magic. Point. And it's it's what like it worked really well for Halloween, it did. and so I hope that it works for for. Um, Terminator. And I like Tim Miller, too. Yes. Tim Miller, director really capable, of Deadpool. Yeah. I think he's a really capable director. He is. I've watched a few featurettes behind the scenes of him directing Terminator. He really seems like a guy who wants this movie to succeed. Like, he yeah. is a fan of Terminator, I feel like. And he's having a good time directing the movie. I don't think he feels the pressures yeah. of directing a Terminator movie, which is cool. And I can understand why he doesn't feel the pressures, because I think... They're just one more bad movie away from obscurity and never coming back. Yeah, again. like if this if this, this one is does, like Schwarzenegger's if last this Terminator doesn't movie. do well, we're done with Terminator. I think so too. Yeah, and it's current in, in cinema, like you know, any kind of cinema, like they may reboot it and go all the way back. Yeah, but as far but they as won't. the storyline with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. is concerned, this That'll is be done. it. Even if this movie is like a huge success, I don't see them making this movie anymore. Like, I think there have to be something. Well, he's in his seventies at this point. I mean, it's when I was like, he's. I mean, he's still compelling, but it's when I was like, he's in his seventies. He's so freaking old. They have to come up with ways in the story to make it make sense that he looks old as a Terminator. You know, they're like, oh well, you know, it's because of uh, the oxidation. That's why it's it's a a very scientific process. You know, there's you know. Hemophilia and yeah, it's a lot of science stuff. I'm not you wouldn't understand. Just you wouldn't, trust. You wouldn't us. Just trust. Us. We're, we know science. It makes sense that he looks old, uh, but it's coming out November first. I think it's a. I think the movie could have some mild success. I don't think it's going to be a huge hit because I don't think what movie in the first of November is a humongous success. Yeah. It, you know, it, usually like Thanksgiving, Christmas, yeah. or the first of September, where it Chapter Two is laying and sitting. Those all make sense to be a huge hit. So I feel like expectations are low yeah uh i don't i feel like this movie probably didn't cost a great amount of money like even tim miller directed it like he made deadpool i feel like on a shoestring budget. yeah they had some huge constraints on the well, budget I, i'm sure they're hoping that they can have some he doesn't have ryan reynolds though it's the big problem yeah ryan reynolds if he were the terminator i'd watch something. i'd watch the crap out of that oh every day every day so yeah that's that's my uh number two my name is sarah connor August 29, 1997. It was supposed to be Judgment Day. But I changed the future. What's your number three? <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna go out of convention here of my my numbering uh, schema. Okay. Um, uh, and um, be, because I'm going to piggyback off of what you're doing there, because I'm going to go with another similar property from okay. a similar time frame okay. with with a, a competing actor, because okay. um, he's he's coming out with another one. We got Rambo: Last ah. Blood coming out September 20th. Yep. Sylvester Stallone, one last hurrah, seemingly. He, I, I mean, I, I, he's got he's got Expendables four that I think is. Was off the table for a long time. I think it's back in the works. Comebacks to Sylvester Stallone he, having him. It, he to me is one of those guys. I mean, like the the guy was doing stuff back in the seventies. Seventies, yeah. I mean, he's been doing stuff for almost fifty years. He's now. one of only a handful of people in their debut movie, like won an Oscar for directing and screenplay or something like that. I, I mean, think uh, yeah, because he's. I mean, he's written. He wrote all the Rocky movies. Yeah. 
I mean, he's, he's, he's a, a talented writer. He's a very talented guy. He knows the industry. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. And because, uh, you know, the the first two, you got Rambo, um, First Blood, yeah. which I love the titling. You know, we got Last Blood. You got, Last Blood. So you got, you got your first two Rambo movies, you know, back in the 80s. Yeah. Um, and then you got we had uh, the the update to Rambo I think in 2006. Yeah, just R- Rambo. I guess just Rambo. Yeah. And I liked it a lot. I, it, it was it was, it was really when good. I was like when I went and watched it, it was like this is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean this it's when I was like you took the character that we already knew we already loved and you dropped him into a whole new story mm-hmm. and you elevated him to the expectation of action movies in 2006 and you adapted it well. I mean he when he comes in in the final sequence the action sequences were very smart. They, like, like, you know, they, he wasn't a superman in no. movies. He was just really good with this crossbow and he was excellent at you know like he's just Rambo like he's he good was at John trapping, Rambo, you know, yeah. like coming up with these booby traps and stuff. And it was, I mean, it was just, you're like, oh, you're just sitting there like, you felt like you were a kid again watching him. He's like, yes, Rambo, get him. Hells so yeah. Uh, yeah, like, when he, he kind of ele- like raised up slowly in the yeah. background. Oh. Like, oh, I was a kid from the 80s. Like, yes. Yeah. So it's. And I, he's got that damn crossbow once again he's, in Last Blood. And that he's got the the knife. He's got the giant knife. Yep. And you're just like. And I like how in the trailer they're sort of. He's morphing from like yeah. the early Rambo movies into the most current Rambo. And I, I mean, he's I'm, an old man, also once again in the in his seventies. I think. I, th- I think that's the thing that you know, like where because it's not like Schwarzenegger let himself go by any means, but I think it's when I was like, I don't know if it's because Stallone kept acting and kept in the industry, and Schwarzenegger did his whole political thing. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's where like they kind of diverged. Yeah. Because like Schwarzenegger came back to the movies after he had had his stint as the governor. Well, the I governor. think steroids is a large part of it. At one point, maybe he was on steroids. I don't think he's been doing that because he still works out. He's a fit man. Yeah, he's fit. Age, but he's, yeah, like Stallone is unnaturally fit. Right? Like his muscles look strange. And it's uh, like the thing is, you know, you're like, oh, wow, he's like 70 something years old. Yeah. But it's when I was like, but he's a badass. Yeah. You're, you're like, I want to go see him as John Rambo because well, he's going to kill His presence a bunch. is still yeah. there. Like, he's got all the presence of you're a like, man. Oh my gosh! Like but with yeah. that wisdom and that that the eyes, like his yeah. eyes are the same, and that's why I like when they would go from young Rambo. Like they, the eyes are like yeah. same, but he's just older now. He's yeah, just have an old body that his eyes are. Still and like. he's he's found a, a meaningful way to. It's it's because it's when I was like none of I mean like when he did Rocky Balboa, yeah. um, and then uh, which I mean really coming off of Rocky Five. You know the weakest of of the Rocky movies up to that point. You Only know, in America. You got Rocky Balboa. It's like, oh wow, there's juice left in this franchise. Absolutely, and then you have Creed and Creed Two. And then like, with Creed was genius. He just. I, mean, I love how they back ended like a Rocky sequel. Like, yeah. That was a backdoor Rocky sequel. They did not for the first half of that trailer it was not a Rocky movie. But he he keeps and what I appreciate is he takes these franchises and it's not a it doesn't feel like a gratuitous cash grab mm-hmm. like oh. So can we make another? He still has something else to say, he, and it's like, and he keeps doing it. It's like, okay, I got to give the guy props because, like, he's he's directing, he's writing, yeah. he's doing all these things, and it's like, and the movies he's putting out in his seventies that are incredibly physically demanding, yeah. he's still right there, and it's like, yeah. hey, more power to you, man. 
I, I root for Sylvester Stallone. I root for Rocky and I yeah. root for Rambo. So he's just he's always been that guy. You're like, no matter what he's doing, with my kids, both of my we watched we went through the first six Rocky movies. We didn't watch Creed or Creed Two. Um, but the first six Rocky movies, I think five of, of the six are PG. So I was like, well, I could show these to the kids. If, if five, I shit on it, but it's still entertaining. It's still, yeah. I mean, it's the weakest of them. Yeah. But the weakest Rocky movie is still better than a lot of other movies. Right, right. Um, so it's, but it's it's one of them like, he's it, he's a guy that you're like, this, he's, his tale is just inspiring. Every time you're like, even when you're watching the Rocky movies, when you watch them all back to back, it's like, they're formulaic and a lot of the same things happen. But you don't care because Rocky's just such an inspirational character. Like, we just love Rocky. It's like, okay, yeah. Same thing with Rambo. It's like, you know, this is the fourth, I think, fourth installment in the Rambo. That's just, it feels like there's more Rambo movies, but I think. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, um, three was the end of the 80s. Movies, yeah. And then, yeah, like the last one, like the one that was just called yeah. Rambo. Yep. So and this one's called Last Blood, and, Last and Blood. I read I read an article that said he he would he would be open to another Rambo movie. It's like he he has ideas for yeah. Rambo. It's like okay, keep giving us Rambo movies. That's fine. I'll and keep this, watching. This them. definitely feels more like it's going back to the roots. He's yeah. home again. Yep. And you know he's getting hassled not by law enforcement by what the hell is it a drug cartel? like a cartel I think yeah. I think that's I I'm iffy on that I'm not sure <clears throat> that's a good it's a good safe one that doesn't get you in trouble with uh, like oh this ethnic group or this it's like everyone everyone can agree everyone too bad. hates yeah. the uh, drug cartels. cartels are no good but it's like we're not it's like oh it's the Germans oh, we can't hate the Germans oh, that's that's we've hated them that's enough inappropriate. <laughs> Well, that's not very woke, yeah. but drug cartels. Oh, yeah, drugs are bad. Okay. Drugs are bad. Oh, drug buying drugs are bad. So, yeah. So I'm, I had that one right here, too. So, yes, yeah, September 20th. When when you when you busted out of our name, it's like, all right, I'm going to Sly. You got to get <laughs> Oh, did there. you just like in that moment decide? I, I had I had it on my list, but yeah. it was not my next one in progression. Okay. All right. I was like, all right. I like that. Let's match I like the how continuity. You, just, you're, you know, you're, you're thinking on your feet yeah. like a cat. I finally came home. Defend the only family I've ever known. You must really want this girl. Okay, so well, yeah, we've had whiskers. some overlap as I knew we would. Um, so for my next movie, uh, and this was a tricky one because I don't even really know necessarily if it's going to even get much of a theatrical release. Uh, for October 15th is the day and I've already got my tickets I pre-ordered I do have a ticket I can't believe I actually bought a ticket this far in advance didn't do that for Endgame but I was positive that was going to be in theaters for a while and that's the much anticipated return of Jay and Silent Bob and Jay and Silent Bob reboot <laughs> um, and from what I understand it, it's a very grassroots kind of deal yep. you know, like they're 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 promising at least one weekend in theaters, probably not going to go beyond that. It's a Fathom Events kind of thing, so you'll get a couple of shows, and they're sold out. I mean, in you know, in our area, like yeah. you can't, you're not going to be able to go see the Jay and Silent Bob reboot at least during that week. Yeah, if there's a miracle happens, and it won't, because Kevin Smith movies just do not do well in theaters. And he knows this, which is why he's not even going to spend the money. He he had a long Facebook live post where. He was going through the numbers and he said, hey, you know, we make a movie that costs $20 million. 
it just if I want to put any sort of meaningful meaningful advertising campaign for just that opening weekend, it's another twenty million dollars, the same exact amount, which is ridiculous. Movie costs, and it ain't going to make a damn bit of difference because Kevin Smith fans are going to see the movie sometime. They're not going to flock to theaters. Yeah, in in October, you're not going to get. People are like, oh, what is this Jay and Silent Bob business? Yeah, and, and just your casual. And, and Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back was a moderate hit. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember doing okay. Unfortunately, had the bad timing of coming out the week of 9 11. But at least it came out before that happened. Yes. Uh, and I went to see it in theaters, loved it. I, did too. I watch it all the time. It's yep. really fun. And, you know, everybody's coming back for this one. You know, they're, And it looks like they're having fun. They got a bunch of really impressive cameos I think, slated for this new movie. I think one of the, because in watching the trailer, I remember being really excited. And because um, it was just like, and even he joked about it. I was like, we're essentially remaking Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I, I like his meta perspective on everything. And it's just, I, I love his perspective on just about everything anyways. Yeah. But it's it's when I was it's it's when I was thinking about it, it's like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back did so well because all of the people that were in it at the time were big names and it had a lot of studio money behind it and yeah. it was getting a big push. And what I loved about the re- reboot trailer is a lot of the same people are coming back. Yeah. But as a Jay and Silent Bob, Bob fan, I, I Jan's that bad fan. <laughs> your your uh, super fan came out there. I'm a super fan of Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> You know, been been that way for a lot of years. Um, so Jay and Silent Bob uh, reboot. I'm I'm really excited. so I'm watching the trailer, and uh, in the trailer there's all these people that were in the fast movie. You know, Strike Back, and so you're like, oh, I friggin' know that guy. I love that guy from the fast movie. It was great. And so you're watching it. But the thing is now, none of these people, nobody cares about these people now. You know, EJ and Silent Bab fans, you know, they love them because they were in the movies. But you got Shannon Elizabeth is going to be back yeah. in this bad boy. So, <clears throat> and Love Child with Jay. Yes. And it, 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 it like all that's it's Harley Quinn. <laughs> and, and it's, Harley it's, Quinn's it's fantastic. You're yeah. like, all of those things for you, skew people, for people yeah. that have followed Kevin Smith's oh, yeah. career. It's just, it's just candy for us. We it's just, like a Marvel movie. Yeah. You just, you just want to see the cameos. I'm only sad. Like, well, isn't, isn't, um, didn't uh god so what is stanley is doesn't he have a cameo of some kind of he might i think like he did film something so he might uh, yeah. be his very last cameo which would just be hysterical it would be that he, he got his cameo like he wasn't ro- like rolling with yeah with mall rats basically yeah. love that little shout out from uh for captain marvel by the way but Fantastic. Uh, yeah it's it, it's it's one of those, it's like, it, it's just, it's gold for... But you got Matt Damon's coming back. It's not just... Affleck it's not, and Damon. You got Affleck and Damon, right. You got, which I love that Affleck and, and Kevin Smith have seemingly buried the hatchet. Yes. Family. They're buddies again. It's great. Now that Jennifer like Garner's out of the picture. She's not, you know, I don't want to blame her, but I, I, I blame Kevin Smith's big mouth more than anything. And then, like, Kevin's, like, you know, Ben Affleck kind of probably let, you know, it happen. You know, like he, I think he was always sort of, I think there was this sort of competition, like like a father and son. You know, he's like, I'm better than you in every way. Like, you know, it's time to step out of the shadow of Kevin Smith. Affleck, for whatever reason, had so much more commercial appeal. And, I mean, I like a number of the things that Affleck's done. Yeah, me too. But as an actor, I mean, he's should not have been in anywhere near as many movies as he was because he's not that good of an actor. Um, yeah, he's okay. But he got, I mean, like, when you go back and you watch Goodwill Hunting. he's Hunter, legit. 
good director. He's a fantastic director. Yeah. Behind the camera, unbelievable. He's yeah. great. I, yeah. I wish he would have been doing that a lot sooner. Yeah. But in front of the camera, I mean, there's. I loved him in the town. I, did um, too. I loved him in the accountant. I mean, he has things now where he's grown up some, but it's like all like when you. I mean, knowing that he's he, pretty good in Argo too. He and Damon got Academy Awards for Goodwill Hunting. When yeah. you watch that, yeah, Matt Damon deserves an Academy Award. Ben Affleck deserves, you know, a, well, I a think they got awards for screen. Like, I don't think it was for their acting. No, necessarily. It was but for it was writing. Of the uh, but I still feel like Damon probably did a lot more writing of that than Affleck. <laughs> did you ever like, see the Family Guy bit where like it's Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and they're like in their studio apartment writing the screenplay? Yes. <laughs> and Matt Damon's like slaving away at the typewriter and then Ben Affleck like farts or something. <laughs> Come on, I I helped. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, write a line. Just. Just right now. Just pitch me a line right now. Okay. Yeah, that seems pretty accurate. I could see maybe that possibly happened. But it's like I mean, he's was, the original dude, bro. He he was he was a, a pretty guy mm -hmm. that you could put in. You know, like you drop him in with Sandy Bullock. Uh, you know, forces of nature. <clears throat> but because um, Sandy, 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 boom, pow, sandwiches, boom, pow, Sandy. <laughs> Sandy witches. How could we have not made that the catchphrase? <laughs> Boom pow, Sandy witches. Perfect. T-shirt. Uh, we really got to get our like got a t-shirt going. We would buy all the t-shirts. Yeah, we would just we'd wear them all the time. We are only customers. They're like, where do you get those t-shirts? Like, you can't get them. They're I mean, that expensive. I made them in, in Boston. I made them myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, but with Jane Saw Bob reboot, you know, the gang's all back. Everybody's back except for like George Carlin or something like that. everybody's. Very happy to be in a Kevin Smith movie, yep. uh, and, and he's taking the movie on tour. That's that's how he's going to make money off of it. He'll I dig that. Kevin Smith is going to make his money on video and, and streaming and all that stuff, just like he does with every movie. But as he's as he discovered, I mean, he Kevin Smith makes his money doing like Q and A's and shit. He made a good living for a many number of years. Yep. Stayed relevant for a long time with his Q and A's and his podcasts. And now he's back to directing. Like he's kind of back after many years. You know, he's making his little weird movies, but he's also directing yeah. popular television shows. Like they're trusting him again to make things. Oh, what I like, and, and now he's producing a He-Man show. Yes, on things. Netflix. Wonderful. I like it. Wait. Um, but what what I what I like about Kevin Smith is it's one of those where like, you know, he wanted to go do Clerks three. Mm -hmm. And not everyone wanted to come back, so okay, Clerks Three is off the off the books. Did you, he, did you hear the news that he's rewriting? Uh, he's he's redoing the script in hopes to get Jake um, Anderson, <laughs> a Sorry, character man. who will uh, not be named. Had a little something whom, in my throat there. Yeah, whom whom held up basically all of Clerks Three. I and, and I, I would love, actually, would love to be a part of that little uh, script reading that they yeah. had. For the, the the script that was going to be made, but anyway, off topic. You were oh, saying, but he he wanted to do Clerks three mm -hmm. and that didn't happen, right. and then he wanted to do Mallrats right. two and he couldn't happen. get the rights to it because couldn't make the show either. Couldn't, couldn't do the show. So it was when I was like, okay, well, you know, I tried doing these other movies and some people came and saw them, but not a lot. And so let me go back. Let me I make, saw him, Kevin. Let me I make to see all of them. Let me make a Jay and Silent Bob movie, and everybody's like, hell yeah, let's do it. And so I'm. I'm it's when I was like, yeah, taking uh, it's it's when I was I, I like the idea that he's like, I'm going to take a movie I already made mm. and do that exact same movie, 
over again. Yeah. And well, just here's another bit. all the shit right now. And it is. It's like that. It's it's funny because it's like he's capitalizing on what everyone's doing. Yeah. And it's it's kind of poking fun at that idea in general for sure. while capitalizing on it at the same time. And I love that. I love his business sense in that because it's like, all right, that's where I'll make some money. I'll go make it. Because people would always give him crap because he's like, because when he burst on the scene as this indie director for Clerks, uh, for Clerks, it, you know, it's like, oh, he's this, he's this, uh, you know, indie director. Like, no, he's just a, he's a guy that had a funny story mm-hmm. about here's what, here's what me and my friends do. Mm-hmm. I was like, and they're like, oh, same look, thing that we're he, doing right now. Like, he we, sold out. We wanted to listen to a podcast uh, that we would like yeah. to do, you know, so we make it. But, I'm sure his only his only regret is not being able to cast Carrie Fisher as a Harry Bush nun. Yes, <laughs> the book you got you, you live by, the, live by book. the book. Yeah, we live by the book. The run the unwritten rules of the road. Laforzes, <laughs> uh, you guys don't know who Laforzes is. <laughs> So yeah, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, obviously, uh, you know, I, it's not going to be much of a presence in theaters, but that doesn't matter. doesn't matter. If I'm, if I'm going to go to bat for Lifetime movies, then of course I'm going to go to bat for Jay and Silent Bob reboot. And if he comes, you know, if he comes to my town, uh, if he brings the movie there, I'll go see it. And I think yep. eventually he probably will. Yeah. You know, like you, you can't go to every town on the initial run, but you know, from what I understand, a lot of the shows are selling out, so he's just going to add more dates. Yeah. So. But I already money. have my ticket. I went to Fandango, bought my ticket. I'm going to see it here in theaters. I'm going to continue my Kevin Smith streak. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's, it's going to be really funny. I dig it. I, I think a lot of people are going to go look at this thing and go, okay, Kevin Smith, you know, he's never, he, he never was or never is going to be the, the mainstream director. No. That, you know, I, he himself hoped he would be. But he is the best Kevin Smith there ever will be. And he he has a substantial enough following people. That, I mean, like, we're, we're two guys. I mean... I would watch. I'd watch the guy make anything. This this very well may be the most profitable movie he makes. Yeah, because he's smartly he's ahead of. Yeah, like, he's he's finally ahead of the old school thinking. He learned his lesson, and uh, you know, just keep doing it, man. Yeah, take that movie all over the country. Hell's yeah, sell sell out an arena. Uh, well, everybody will watch the movie. It doesn't even matter if they've seen it in a million times. Like I, I, I did a Q&A with him where he showed Mallrats. In the beginning. Yep. People people came early. They watched Mallrats. It didn't matter. We were just all, as a, as a collective group of Kevin Smith fans, we were just all happy to watch Mallrats together. Yeah. You know, I love that he comes out and he's like, by a show of hands, which one of you guys saw Mallrats when the original like, run? And then I think a few people raised their hand. Like, I couldn't even raise my hand to that. I was like, I wanted to go see it, but I couldn't. Well, to to be I mean, like he got critical acclaim from film festivals for Clerks, yeah, and so the studios gave him some money to make Mallrats. Yeah. But really, by the time Mallrats came, well, they around, hoped he'd be the new, you know, Miramax Golden Boy. Yeah. I mean, they he he wanted to be the next Richard Linklater, and they wanted him to be the next Richard Linklater. Yeah, and he connected with a fan base in the same way that Richard Linklater does, but not in the same commercial way. Um, I would argue that he connected more so. with I, he he could yeah he connects more so with his fan base than yeah. Richard Linklater did, but I, I think Richard Linklater had more commercial success with, with his films, and I, that's studio wise that's what they were hoping for. I think Kevin Smith was far more successful in his venture than he anticipated. Probably would have liked to make more money, but I think he feels more success because of the fan base he has is so loyal. And I think he would be the first to admit, like he never was technically a great director. Yeah, he was just really talented writer. He had a way with. With with people, yes, uh, you know he's. I mean, he, and he wasn't even supposed to be here today. One thing they have in common is they they really have interesting dialogues. Yeah, 
but he just he really wasn't the, I think he's gotten a lot better I think yeah. Red State's a really beautifully done movie yeah. I think that's possibly his best movie uh, you know movie outside of, outside of Tusk you know Tusk was weird Tusk was weird. Tusk was very weird. But T- Tusk was one of the movies that they, you know, they pushed it. People was like, ah, oh, stop making Jane something. We want to see you do other yeah. stuff. And he did it. It's yeah. like he went out there and he's like, I'll do some different stuff. I'll do some stuff that you guys, you know. Yoga Hoser is a little more fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember seeing Tusk and just being mostly disturbed You're by like, it. But he, okay. that was a very punk, very punk rock yeah. attitude towards Tusk. Like he's like, I'm just going to make Tusk. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't even really care if what the hell else to see this. I just, I want to make, I want to see Tusk. I will make. Tusk. I want to see Justin Long turn into a role. <laughs> yes, and he made it happen via some crazy psychopath. Bong. Yay! It's Jay and Silent Bob. I just found out I have a kid, but I don't know how to be a father. Anybody with cum can be a father. Nothing wrong with welcome. That. I'm sorry. I don't even know yeah. what to say. Anyway, that's my uh, number three. What's your number four? Number four, I'm going to go with... Um, <sighs> see, I'm going to go with Knives Out. I'm just... Yeah, gonna, okay. I, I'm like, I'm... Right. I'm excited about it's it's the first because uh, I know Chris Evans did something recently on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, just came out, but it's it's kind of his first big thing after post Captain America. Post Captain America. Yeah, and I've always um, been a huge Chris Evans fan. He, he's uh, made a lot of good. I mean, I I own a good number of his movies, and he's always been a compelling actor. He has even in um, uh, was he directed um away we no not away we go um. I forget the name of it. He, he even his directorial debut, I really enjoyed. Um, Can't think of that movie either. But where, yeah. he, where he's like a dad and he has like a young girl. Oh, that that was that was gifted. This is oh, this gifted. is one did he, he plays. He uh, he did, um, and I'll keep talking while I'm looking it up. Okay. He did. Um, he plays a guy. He's a, a guitar player in. Um, just making money off tips in uh, Grand Central Station mm. meets uh, Alice uh, Eve, I believe, um, and they kind of yes, and they have this. Um, it is kind of like this the romantic comedy that kind of just jumps off from there, and um, yeah, it's the only thing. Is, before we go, before we go. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, which I hi- highly recommend. Uh, two strangers stuck in Manhattan for the night grow into each other's. Most trusted confidants when an evening of unexpected adventure forces them to confront their fears and take control of their lives. It's a great film. I really enjoy it. There's, I mean, a lot of stuff Chris Evans has done that's off the beaten path. This one is directed by Ryan, Ryan Johnson, Johnson yeah. which I love Ryan Johnson. I do too. People give him all kinds of shit for The Last Jedi. Unfairly. Which is really unfairly. You can't make Star Wars fans happy as a collective. No. You can't. No. They're still, they, everybody wants Empire. Every, that's, a, and that's, that's the thing. There, there are, there are, Three, maybe four. Three, maybe four. I might add a level of Star Wars fandom. The first level of Star Wars fandom is people who have never seen Star Wars. Because there's just some people who are like, I, oh, you call me crazy. I've never seen a Star Wars movie. Like, okay. like, They've living under okay. this rock for the last 40 like, years. Congratulations. Yeah. Like, it's when I was like, uh, you know, the next the next level is people who have casually watched them. Mm. Like, people are like, oh, yeah, I saw that on TV. That was good. That was yeah. a pretty good movie. Then there are people who, like, who claim to love Star Wars, but really only love Empire and just <laughs> shit on everything else. Yeah. 
And then the last level is people that own cloaks. Who still That's, own, yeah, yeah, the people who still sleep on like, like bed sheets yeah. of Star Wars. I was like, the, can like, do no wrong or oh, carry yeah, the mantle of Star Wars. I like, I, I, I enjoy the Star Wars movies. You know, I own all of them. Yeah. I watch them. They're all entertaining. Even the shittiest ones yeah. have a handful of, of, of enjoyable moments. <clears throat> Attack of the Clones at least has that scene with Yoda and Count exactly. You're like, I can watch <laughs> it that. It has that scene. I can watch that at least. But um, still enjoy that, even though that's a major point of contention for a lot of the diehards, the Empire lovers. It's, 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 I mean, like there's, there's a lot. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of the the franchise that that people you know crap on. But you know, it's Ryan Johnson's entry. I, th- I mean, because I think uh, I know a, a buddy of mine um, hates Ryan Johnson because uh, he took he took Luke and turned him in as like go the, watch Looper, the, man. The, Lu- uh, Brick. If you watch Brick. Brick is, I think, the best movie he's 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 done. Looper is fantastic. The Brothers Bloom, of Gordon Levitt. They're they're great. I mean, they're genuinely great movies. And Looper's one of the coolest sci-fi movies. He and because Ryan Johnson is he's a small movie kind of guy. Brick is is a is a noir detective story set in a high school. A, yeah. Los, uh, a California high school. Right. George, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as kind of the the, the title detective, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's great. I mean, it's, I mean, like I've I, I don't know how many times I've watched it. But Ryan Johnson is a capable writer and a capable director. Yes. And when I saw this trailer coming out, and it's Ryan he Johnson. Can direct like, a movie, man. Oh, absolutely. This he, he he's got a unique style too. And this trailer from this movie's got a very unique style. It's and it's got a fantastic cast. You got Daniel Craig, yep, Tony Collette, uh, Tony Collette, Michael Shannon, one of my favorite characters. Yes. Jamie Lee. Yep, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Christopher um, Plummer. There's, I mean, yeah, there's just, there's a ton of names in it. Don Johnson, for God's yeah. sakes. I mean, it's it's one of those, and it's, it Frank looks. Frank Oz? Yeah. <laughs> there, it's a compelling murder mystery, and he's done that a number Yoda of times. Yoda thinks he's okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like, okay, this, but I, like, when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. Yeah. This is going to be good. I'm excited about it. And, and Chris Evans um in the trailer um uh, he's being like chris evans of old he's, man yeah he's so douchey snarkiness and to him. So snarky that's the perfect word for it because <laughs> it's just like he's just so antagonistic yeah in a really fun sarcastic he's, way he can now shed that Captain america image. and it's, it is it's it's nice because you got you got ryan johnson doing something this is his first project after last jedi yeah chris evans is kind of front and center you know yeah. in this ensemble cast yeah I, I just I, I I hope big things for it. This will be. I mean, t- Daniel Craig, Tony Collette, and Michael Shannon. I mean, those are three actors. These man. are. I mean, you got some big solid names in yeah. it. <clears throat> so it to me, and it, it comes out um, November 29th. Mm-hmm. So you got you know the the week you just after. got you've just eaten your turkey. Yeah. you know you've had your nap. You're you're. It, it'll be one of those. Uh, what I'm hoping is the the people that don't want to go see. Um, uh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. The people that are looking for something a little edgier. It's going to be um, for an older crowd. Yeah, this is an older crowd. It's not for the younger it's, crowd. It's not, it's not, this is not going to be one that breaks the box office. No. But this is one I think that we'll find. It'll definitely have a niche crowd. Yes. And I hope that it finds a larger audience, that people go see it, and the word of mouth starts to trickle out after the first week or two gives it some longevity through the holiday season. I have no doubt it's going to be very watchable. I, I think it's like, you know, you have that beautiful day in the neighborhood is the one that's going to make, it gives you that happy family feel. Mm-hmm. And this one is the, well, my family's not happy. Happy. My family's dysfunctional. Okay, go see Knives Out. I really do. Th- I think Frozen 2 is going to be the one that makes $200 million the first yeah. couple weeks. 
a beautiful day in the neighborhood that that's going to be the movie that just plays all throughout christmas yep people are going to be going to see that with their kids yep uh Grown men are going to go take their mom or dad to go yep. see this movie. There's going to be waves of, of this, you know, people going to see this movie for a long time. You know, it may end up making just like $125, $130 million, but it's going to be in the top 10 for like two months. Yep. Uh, this movie here is, in other words, I think it's going to make good money for a couple weeks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, yeah, people it's, will forget about it. It's not going to have, it's not going to have a lot of legs, but I think if it makes it, if it makes it through the holiday season, maybe uh, part of the way, you know, trickles out in January. It'll compete decently with some of the stuff coming out in January because nothing good comes out in January. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll it'll it won't be around long. But I I have high hopes for it, and I think it'll be. I think it's a great Thanksgiving, post Thanksgiving day. Yeah. Movie. I'm excited about it. All right. Fair so enough. that's that. Up your ass. Oh, very nice. Matter of oh, fact, eat shit. How's that? Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Smug smile. Definitely eat shit. Man, I got some tough decisions to make here now. I only got two left I can pick. I don't think you'll pick my number five, so you can go okay. through that. <laughs> uh, so for me, my next movie that I'm really looking forward to seeing is the sequel to Zombieland. Zombieland 2, Double Tap. Um, I love the first one a lot. I think it was one of the first successful ventures into a parody of zombie movies. Yeah. So and in and in this one here, I think it's just gonna be more I have some concerns it may not be uh as fresh and, and good as the first movie because of that. I think a lot yeah. of people are just jumping on board. You got like uh who who there's a lot of pretty well known actors who are jumping on board. There's a lot of cameo kind Dan of stuff. Ackroyd yeah. is gonna be the Ackroyd and, and uh and uh uh what's his face? Bill Murray, he's coming back. Bill Murray, yeah, yeah. I saw that. That is a zombie. Uh, hang on, let me, let me pull this up here. Uh, and you got your whole cast returning. Yeah, and you know. Yeah. I like how they're selling it too. Like they put up all the Oscar nominations for like the actors. And that's what that's what's pretty great about it. Is like when Zombieland first came out, you know, Abigail Breslin was still, you know, she was a she, teenager. She was from True Grit. That um, was kind of her thing. No, no, no. She was in Little Miss um, Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, yeah. But she was still a teenager. Emma Stone was kind of coming into her own. She wasn't as. Rosario huge. Dawson is going to be in this one. Uh, there's the really funny scene towards the end of the trailer where they have uh, Luke Wilson and Tom Middleditch as yeah. sort of their doppelgangers. I love Tom Middleditch. <laughs> yes. I, I think that scene you see them in is all we're going to get, but yeah. it, it gets me excited. That's fine. Uh, lots and lots and lots of cameos for this movie. Uh, but it, it looks it looks like it's going to be good. I, I think the plot is just this guy who, uh, you know, what's her name? Uh, Matt, Matt, not Madison. She's like the new character that I think... Uh, uh, Tallahassee, not Tallahassee, Tallahassee's Woody Harrelson. Uh, who am I thinking of? Jesse Eisenberg, Columbus. He's yeah. in, she, I think she's sort of there to be put in the middle between yeah. he and Emma Stone and those two characters. And I, I think she's, I think she looks like she's going to be a, a good addition yeah. to that. Uh, but it's, it's all about uh, Little Rock, the girl who pretends to be the sister of yeah. uh, Emma Stone. She runs off with this new character uh, who, his name's Berkeley. Yeah, that's just the plot. You know, like they're going together. Like they gotta I, go the first her. couple, like, I have a feeling the first 15 to 20 minutes of this movie is just going to be improvisation. Yeah, I can see that. You know, just, just sort of having fun. Yeah. And then it's it right around minute 25. She the plot of the movie is going to kick in. It's not going to be much. 
And they're just going to be, you know, trying to bring her back. Because, I mean, you know, Jesse Eisenberg was, you know, kind of narrated the first, you know, the first one. Yeah, with the so rules. So he's, he's, he's got a little bit of that meta perspective, yes. sort of breaking the fourth wall, kind of. So I, I can see them opening it up with, you know, so I just, you know, okay, it's been a while since we've seen you guys. You know, let me update you on some stuff. Yes. That, we'll that we'll kind get of some new rules. New rules, yeah. new fun stuff. I, I and just I, everybody having a good time. I like I like that because this this to me feels like the uh, the next um, the next if not final kind of frontier for um, popular zombie movies. Is yeah, because the, the zombie thing has really kind of been done to death. It really has. No even like intended. even the the strongholds. Yeah, the Walking Dead. Like people are abandoning. It's it's stuff it's now. getting to be old. So it's when I was like, all right, if we're gonna do this. Because I've I've heard talk of of uh, of another iteration, another chapter in the Shaun of the Dead series, but that hmm. kind of remains to be seen as far as I would rather than make another genre film. <clears throat> I think they're gonna do they're doing I don't know if it's a TV show. I know they have something else um, in the works with. There's another twenty eight, yeah, whatever you know, movie coming out. Um, which uh, that was that was a solid enough franchise yeah. that if they made something you know worthy of that, I would enjoy it. But by and large, just the whole zombie, they flooded the market with it. Yes. You know, there some things held on. Walking Dead has done well for a good a good little while, but it's, more... It's, it's, it's fizzling out now. Yeah. A lot of friends of mine who are, I know, who people who watched it religiously every week are now just not watching it anymore. It, yeah, stuff like that's kind of tapering off. So this, it's when I was like, okay, this still has a little bit of juice in the tank. Let's get let's get a little bit more mileage out of the but franchise. But satire movies aren't a given. Like, there's been no. other ones, too. You know, like there's there's the Pride and Prejudice versus Zombies, yeah. which wasn't good. There was the Abraham Lincoln Empire yeah. movie or whatever. Yeah. Like th those movies aren't a given. Like you have to have yeah. really talented people like Jesse Eisenberg, Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson just having a good time. Yeah. And Emma Stone. Like you need these actors. I watched to pull uh, that off. Cooties. Not I need to see ago. that. I um, that was good. It was it was it was good. It was fun. It was, I, I wouldn't go to see it in a theater. It was one of, I think it was on HBO, and I was just kind of bored, so I turned it on. And it, it it was I mean it was entertaining enough, but it's 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 still it's one of those like, you know it's it's a hard it's a hard sell in a lot of ways just because you know I think what what really works people come I think more for the comedy mm -hmm. and the zombies are just kind of the setting for the story. Oh for sure. So it's it's one of like nobody's gonna die in these yeah. movies. I mean it's it would just be a real bummer. Other yeah. than, except for Bill Murray, <laughs> and I think I think that's the thing is I think people got, you know, when when you you used to make zombie movies, you made them with a cast that nobody cared, like you yeah. were just all no yes. names yes. because people were going to be die. no names because you were not you were not supposed no, to care. you're not supposed to care because they're gonna die. Right. The whole point was it's like ah, a movie. zombies, and they're gonna you know every well, I'm, time. I'm, I'm I'm sad that this girl with nice cans is gonna die. Exactly. But, you know. But she's but, not naked just to see me go, yeah. so it's okay. She's she's gonna get ripped apart. There's gonna be somebody's gonna gnaw or spleen. I don't want to see Emma Stone get killed, no, man. You don't I want that. I love her. So it's like <laughs> these are characters you can't kill them off. No, no, no. And you know, and if you do, people are gonna get upset and they're not gonna want to watch her. It's like, no, I don't want to see Emma Stone get killed. It's like that's why you got to bring in ancillary characters like a Luke Wilson or a Thomas Middleditch because yeah. they can get killed. They can get killed. Um, yeah. And the, and they'll when they get killed, it'll be funny. That's the thing. Right, so it's right, like it won't right. be like Thomas oh. Middleditch getting eaten alive by zombies. It's gonna be he's yes. gonna do it in a funny way. So that like it's not gonna like people aren't like oh my gosh I'm terrified oh, I gotta look away from the screen it's too gross it's too grisly it's like no it's it'll a be zombie funny. movie you could take your girlfriend yeah. to go see like she's not gonna get too squeamish yeah it'll be uh, fun it's, it's a fun time there's actors that you can point to and go look those are good actors these are good actors we love these people yeah. Silicon Valley is a great show.
Zombieland is one of my favorite movies yeah. of that decade. I think it was just so out of nowhere and so hilarious. I don't think this one's going to be as good, but I, I said back then, I was like, if they ever make another Zombieland movie, I'm going to be there. And it's here, and yeah. I'm going to be there. Oh! oh my god, I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Columbus. Madison. This is Tallahassee. Hey, Paul Blart. Is this your dad? I forgot the seatbelt rule. Oh, so she knows the rules? I told her just a few of them. 73, and are there more? You're cute. I like it. So, what's he, your final pick? My final pick, <clears throat> um, this one. This one's a little bit off the beaten path. There oh, are, by the way, Zombieland Double Tech, uh, uh, October 18th. There, so that's your Halloween-ish movie, right? Here's there, yeah. There's your there's your scary movie for Halloween. Go go watch Zombies. The Laughing Butter. Um, so my my final pick. Um, this one, this one was definitively off the beaten path. <laughs> okay. um, there are there are a number of it. It came down to because I had um, uh, do a couple shout outs if you want. That's fine. I, I'll do. Zombieland Double Tap was one of one of my alternatives. Yeah. Doctor Sleep um, was one of my alternatives. Uh, my honorable mentions: um, Current War. Um, that looks interesting. It looks interesting. It's one of those I'm like, I'll catch it when it comes out on DVD. Michael um, Shannon, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, it, it's Holland, about the. Uh, yeah, he plays Tesla. Nicholas Holt is Tesla. Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch is Edison. And, and um, Michael Shannon is, is uh, Westinghouse. Westinghouse. Yeah. So it's there's. So here's the thing: Did you that movie was made a couple of years ago? Yeah, like 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, that threw me. Like, yep. Why movies that sit on the shelf You're like for a long time like that typically aren't good. No. So it'll be interesting because it's when I was like, okay, the trailer makes you think it's a really in, in, interesting story. Yeah, like, it's a good trailer. And you've got, I mean, you've got some solid actors. There. It I mean, that's be, like, it's got to be at least worthwhile. So it's like, okay, but it's it's when I was like, it's it's not going to be a huge release. Like it yeah. it might make it to Baxter uh, Avenue maybe yeah. for a week in some of the yeah. bigger theaters, but it's not going to. I'm have honestly a shocked they didn't. They weren't. Just didn't throw it out on digital or streaming yeah. or something. I'm I'm kind of surprised just because that. of Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, alone, like, you, know? you could you could that you got could, Doctor Strange in yeah. this thing. I don't know if they're banking on. I mean, you you have Doctor Strange Holt and Michael Shannon, are not and you have Spider Man. But Benedict Cumberbatch is for sure. A yeah, guy. and I mean, you got Spider Man in it too. Tom Holland. Tom Holland, yeah, he's in it. So it's like you got. I mean, you got some notable actors here, but mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then my last one, uh, the trailer for this just came out the other day. Motherless Brooklyn, Ed Norton written, wrote, and directed it. Okay, um, is that the one with Bruce Willis? Yep, <laughs> I want to see that trailer. I, that looked intriguing. He, it, it, it's one of those. I'm like, I, I, it reminds me of the character that um, uh, Ed Norton played in the score um, with uh, Bobby De Niro, mm -hmm. um, the uh, handy, handicapped kid. He, there's there's something to his character. He's got some kind of twitch. Some well, kind he's, of, he has Tourette's. Yeah, he's, right? he, there's there's something. Something to him, yeah. and he works with Bruce Willis. It, yeah. It's uh, it's it looks impressive. It looks like when I was like of burying the hatchet. Did you see that Bruce Willis and Kevin Smith yes. also buried the hatchet? They are back on good terms, which I'm That's happy awesome. about. I Makes too. me happy. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, Thanks for Bruce. doing that. Thanks, Bruno. Way to go. <laughs> the New Jersey kid. Jersey's own. Yep. The pride of New Jersey. Pride of New Jersey. <laughs> We're pretty sure that's you. We're pretty sure that's the case. We're going to say that. That's what we're going. Don't with. check us. No, don't, don't, don't fact even check. fact check. Just us, go with okay? it. Just go. Don't with even it. comment. Don't look at Snopes. <laughs> Snopes. Leave us comments. Like, let yeah. us know what your favorite snack is. Yeah. Do you like ham? Would you eat you... it? Would you buy one of those combos with the drink? And yeah. If they were filled with ham. You popcorn? would. Of course you would. You would buy the ham alone. You wouldn't totally. care about the pit. Totally. 
friggin' cheap ass tin popcorn bin. No. Pardon me, ham bin. Ham. It's a <laughs> bin of ham. <laughs> but anyways. So those those are all my honorable mentions. So without any further ado, I think it's an appropriate amount of ado. Um, Just the right amount. My my number five, Jojo Rabbit. Okay, okay. Oh my gosh. Um, well, it's it's your boy from uh, who directed it's, it's Taika. Uh, Ragnarok, right? It's Taika. Yeah, and I love me some Taika. <laughs> he plays Hitler. Am I wrong? He plays Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just, it's when I was like, okay, I just I love the whole. I mean, the trailer is just fun mm-hmm. and it's witty and it's total satire. It reads to me a lot like the death of Stalin, which I enjoyed. It came out a couple years ago as a similar kind of movie where it was a parody of Stalin. Yeah. Um, that that one didn't um, did what didn't go over big wasn't wasn't a huge success had some Monty Python guys everybody in it was British it was like all of these um, uh, Russian guys and they were all British. It's um, a really fun trailer. It it, it, it totally is it makes you want to see it. Oh, and, and that's I mean because I, I love Taika, um, I love the premise of the satirical look at Hitler because um, it's one of those of like no one you know. In in this world where it has a Wes Anderson, feel it really there. does. It definite. I mean, that's one because um, uh, well, things we do in the dark. Uh, the other one that Taika did about uh-huh. the vampires. Um, he's uh, he's just. Uh, I was, Taika, if you're not familiar, he was he he was the voice actor. He was the voice of Korg. Of Korg from Ragnarok. From Ragnarok. He was also. A boss he's right? yeah. He's he's uh, a funny guy. Taika. He's in a movie with Ryan Reynolds coming out uh, next year. Uh, about uh, Ryan Reynolds plays a character who realizes he's, his life is being lived in a video game. Oh, by game. an NPC in a video uh, game? Yes. Oh, yes. really? And so okay. Taika's in More there excited with, to see that with Ryan Reynolds, so I'm yeah. excited about that. Um, so, <clears throat> but, those Ryan Reynolds movies kind of... Taika, Taika's <laughs> just, a, he's just a fun guy. He's, he's a witty guy. He's a playful guy. He, and I'm like, it just, it's one of those where I'm like, because I like I like the little guys too. I like the big studio stuff. I like the little guys. I like the off the beaten path stuff. I like the things that are a little bit different. And so this one to me was just like, uh, there's enough. There's there's the other big studio stuff that I could go with. But I'm like, you know, Taika, I, this one just if I got to round out my list, Taika's Jojo Rabbit just does it for me. It's it's time to burn some books. You're growing up too fast. And you shouldn't be celebrating war and talking politics. Hitler. I wish more of our young boys had your blind fanaticism. <laughs> I have to admit, that looks like something I would like. It, it, do, it looks fun. Uh, should we move on? Go, go on. There's, yeah. So my honorable mentions are Dolomite is My Name, the new Eddie Murphy movie coming out from uh, the director of Hustle and Flow, who's going to be directing Coming to America 2. It looks like a return to form for Eddie Murphy. He's another one of those guys who's yes. had a lot of comebacks in him. He hasn't been in hardly anything lately. And no. The trailer, it's a Netflix movie. Because he's got to deal with Netflix right now, right? Because uh, yeah, he's doing I mean, a comedy well, special I, with them. I, I, there, there's talk of him yeah. doing a new stand-up. So maybe maybe he does have a deal now. I think, because uh, I'm imagining... I'm, I'm thinking maybe this movie was a trial. Like, if this works yeah. out, we'll give you a... You know, so, like, yeah, he might be the next Adam Sandler to make a big deal. Yeah. But it looks great. It looks dolomite. really funny. The scene with Michael Key, Michael Keegan, where he, he, and it's got Wesley Snipes and it looks great. I mean, just a great, great cast. He rips out his intestine and he goes, God damn, dolomite. Like, that makes me laugh every single time. <clears throat> it's it's sort of like, because uh, Rudy Ray Moore has dolomite back in the 60s, 70s? Nice. 70s. Um, 70s, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rudy Ray Moore as dolomite. It was, it was just, it's one of those black exploitation films mm-hmm. that was just, 
you know, it just lives on in infamy. And because I think there were like three or four of them that they yeah. did with Dolomite. There was so a was series like, of them. When I was like, Eddie Murphy's going to play Dolomite, I was like, okay, it, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. That's just, I'll, I'm totally on board with that. And it's it's R-rated Murphy. He's, he's I, I really feel like, the, if you want to, this may be the best Eddie Murphy movie of all of his comebacks. Like yeah. Coming to America 2 might be fun <clears> and everything, but if you want to see a good Eddie Murphy, I feel like this is going to be the one. Yeah. Because he's really trying with this one. Uh, another one of my uh, uh, shout outs is a movie called The Hunt. That one, um, they, they're they not releasing that one. Oh, they're not? No. Nope. Why not? Uh, they they pulled it because it was... Um, the Blum, Blumhouse movement? With, yeah. Uh, with, with Emily... Uh, Roger, yeah. uh, not Rogers. Um, Roberts. Emma yeah. Roberts. Emma Rob yeah. There's a couple names that... They pulled it because the... Uh, um, Damn. There were yeah, there were a lot of people that were excited about it, but it was a yeah, really political. Good. It was a political backlash yeah. because it, it appeared as though the uh, the elites were the liberals and the people they were hunting were conservatives, and so the studio balked because there was a lot of pressure. So they pulled it because I was really disappointed. I didn't by really that. get that from the trailer. Yeah, I didn't. I I think it was a totally made up narrative that doesn't yeah. go along with it at all. But oh, there was. I hope it gets released somehow. I, I would like to if it if nothing else if they just release it on digital at some yeah. point. I, really, I hope that it comes it looks out because really it, it looks intriguing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but and Doctor Sleep also I'm going to give a. I, they're really working hard to give it that Kubrick kind of yeah. aesthetic, and they're really, you know, going back and they're showing scenes of young Danny, the actual footage. And I think they're shooting new scenes to make it look like the old scenes yeah. as well. And, uh, you know, so, and you have uh, Ewan McGregor, who looks like, you know, we haven't seen him in a whole lot. So I think Coming it's going to be fun and I'm going to be, be there to see it. But I, I have doubts because how do you follow up? The, yeah. I mean, it's, you can't fake that aesthetic. That no, he, Kubrick had a very distinct feel to it. So it'll be, yeah. it'll be interesting to see because proceeding I, with caution on that one it's uh, cautiously optimistic it'll be good it, it, it'll be one of those like I, i'm i'm hoping i feel like it'll either do really well because it'll be really true to the original yeah. and and update it well or it'll be a crappy october cash grab at scary movies now and king has been complimentary not. of it i think yeah. it's also been complimentary of what he's he's, he, he's said good well. things about dr yeah. sleep so that he doesn't makes say me... just great things about all yeah. of his movies like i don't think he said anything about pet cemetery no. when it came out he just sort of ignored that yeah so i, I think it'll be worth waiting but my fifth movie is going to be the ford versus ferrari the uh i guess it's a biopic but it's more yeah. of just a true story of when ford took on ferrari and the lamars yeah mean? and then they, they actually won when they they, you know, it's the Shelby. Uh, Matt Matt Damon plays Mr. Shelby, <laughs> Joe Shelby. I don't know what his name. Mike is. Shelby. Mike Shelby. I just made that up. And uh, Christian Bale, who's just oh, he's awesome and everything. It's, he's pretentious and a shithead. It seems he's like a total dick life. in real life, but, yeah, but on the screen, he can act he's great. fantastic. And he's a great actor. Uh, I like that you have um, uh, Lloyd. Is it Lloyd? Uh, oh shit! Plays like I think he plays. Um, who's who's the Ayatollah, the 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 president and CEO of Ford during their heyday? Yeah, day. I think it's like not Lloyd Bridges, but he was in Dumb and Dumber. Oh, um, Jeff. Jeff Bridges. Jeff. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Daniels. <laughs> we'll get there eventually. Um, but I, I really dig, I, I like, I like movies about, I mean, I like just any true story movie to begin with, but it's just a great cast. That's why we like lifetime movies. Yeah. 
<laughs> John Barenthal's in the movie. Uh, Josh Lucas. Josh who Lucas. I, I enjoy. Does this mean everything. he's not doing Home Depot commercials anymore? No, I guess not. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, you know, or romantic comedies. Um, Jonathan LaPaglia. Is he any relation to Anthony LaPaglia? I really hope so. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to look at that because that, that makes me curious. He uh, his, He's the younger brother of Anthony LaPaglia. Well, that makes me happy. But James Mangold is directed it. And uh, the last That's, movie he did turned out pretty good. Yeah. So, of course, Logan. Yes. But he also did Walk the Line. So he's familiar with these true story type movies. You know, he yes. Can, he can make them do a good job. Uh, I, I think this is the movie that's probably going to overshadow movies like Knives Out. Yeah. This a lot is, of people are going to go see this just simply because who's in it. Yeah, it's it's Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. But yeah, it's November 15th. Uh, so it's at a real good sweet spot for a movie like this. And anytime I've been to movies and I've seen trailers, like I can hear people like commenting like, that looks good. I want to see that. You know, so that, it's going to be a hit. Not a monster hit, but for what it's going for, it's going to eat up. It's going to suck up all the oxygen for movies like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, it's Matt Damon and Christian Bale. You know, acting. I would like to see Matt Damon reprise his role from Deadpool 2 in this movie. <laughs> that's, what that's, about Bumblebee? I would like the, that. That's the character I would like to see. <laughs> the redneck on the truck. Yes. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it, it's just like one of those like can't miss holiday movies. I mean, a lot of people are going to be interested in seeing it. And it's, yeah, it's also it's set in the 60s. I think so. Yeah, it so. sounds right. So, you know, not not a lot of special effects, just cars, just driving cars. fast, fast cars, no Vin Diesel, <laughs> no Nas guaranteed. Suppose Henry Ford II wanted to build the greatest race car the world's ever seen to win the 24 hours of Le Mans. What's it take? Well, it takes something money can't buy. Money can buy speed. What well, about speed? We need a pure racer behind the wheel of your car. That's Ken Miles. I don't trust him an inch. We heard he's difficult. No, no, Ken's a puppy dog. All right, so those are our 10 movies that we're looking forward to most yes. for September through November, plus a couple extra peppered in there. and Sprinkled on you know, top, just... like the croutons of our uh, coming attraction salad. Beautiful. Well, Thank you. I can't say it any better. With All right, well, that's going to bring bits. us up to our final segment, which we yes. renamed to Coming Attractions. Coming Attractions. Yay! Coming soon to and a theater near you. We're doing uh, the Who Who Played It who Better. Who Played It Better. Who Played It Better. So I will go first. I'll, okay. I'll reveal to you. Yes. Uh, will I be an asshole or will I not? I, I haven't been an asshole asshole historically with these choices. And I'm not going to be an asshole again. I think this will be fun. One of my favorite comedies of all time from 1992, the Joe Pesci comedy, My Cousin Vinny. Okay. I want to see you recast. Uh, now, you, you tend to be pretty thorough with your castings. You'll go six, sometimes seven deep. Here are the people that I want you to cast. Okay. Okay, for sure. I want, obviously, Vincent Gambino. We got to do him. Uh, we got to do uh, Bill, who was Ralph Macchio's Ralph character. Macchio. Uh, Stan Rothstein, who played his, his, his buddy. best buddy. Uh, Mona Lisa, Vito, obviously. We're going to have to have her, otherwise known as Aunt May. Uh, Judge Chamberlain, you got to yes. have Judge Chamberlain. Should I just go with John Lithgow? <laughs> <laughs> Pet Cemetery. You could if you wanted to. I could totally see. Um and then there's, there's District Attorney Trotter, you know, the prosecutor. I mean, they're, you know, those feel like you got to do. I want you to do the grits witness. 
the grits <laughs> guy. I, I want you to cast that guy. He's one that. of my favorite parts of the whole that. movie. You know, I'm going to rewatch that movie just in I'm preparation. Just a fast cook, I guess. <laughs> Toyuch. Yeah. So, my cousin Vinny from 1992. What, what movie, what classic movie starring children are you going to have me cast? <laughs> Uh, Pre-pubescent. Baby geniuses. Oh, no. no. You're going to have to That's find not really it, new, is it? No, new oh, baby Lord. actors. Hot baby actors in Hollywood. <laughs> I got to really think of new search that terms. Would, Less be, incriminating search terms. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I should have done that. We weren't baby able genius. to make it to episode 14 of the Cinemaster Ron Universe. was arrested. His computer and everything was confiscated. Oops. <laughs> Oh, what you, what, what's the real choice? Uh, so I, fi I figured I would I would take it a little easier on you this time and do Back to the Future. Okay, Back to the Future. So Back to the Future, a it's, classic. It's a movie. classic. Yeah, but it's it's one of like I think you could have a lot of fun. It's like because you've got Marty and Jennifer yeah. and yeah. Doc, yeah. and then you got Marty's parents. I'd yeah. like. I'm interested to see Chris a Crispin Glover replacement. Yeah, yeah because then, I have to pick people who are young enough to play old and yes. young. and then Biff. I'm excited to find a new okay. Biff. So those are your, those yeah. are the must-haves. Yeah. The, you know, I want to go to, I don't go the extra mile like you do. Oh, I also want you to do uh, director. Got to get okay. directors too. New director. Yeah. All right. For you. I mean, for me. for me, you know, whatever. I might, maybe I'll come up with a director. Michael Bay directs. It's Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> Michael Bay. Yeah, right. Fucking your childhood once again. Yeah. It's ramming it hard, dry. Why Raw does dogging the, it. Why does the DeLorean keep blowing up? <laughs> Yeah, the trail of flames are just explosions. Just he hits eighty-eight miles per hour, and all the buildings explode. <laughs> what did Delorean just transform? <laughs> oh. Just transforms into like an F sixteen. <laughs> How do I get back to nineteen eighty-five? No idea, kid. It doesn't matter. Look at that explosion. That Look was that. so cool. That was badass. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. So what, what's Michael Bay's expression like? Remember, we were talking about Zack Snyder. It's just got to be cool. Yeah, it's got to be cool. With him, it's just got to explode. Uh, I, yeah, I, I could see him like if he's if if Michael Bay like my, somebody's like, "All right, Michael Bay, what's your what's your new movie?" Like, picture this. Boom. <laughs> Kaboom! The movie. <laughs> Kaboom! He's gonna he's gonna make Duke Kaboom. Yes. Movie. That's what he's gonna. Do. I would be okay with that. All right. All right. That was fun. That is a good time. Uh, that's gonna that's gonna take us right up until uh, episode. Oh, we we mentioned octopusy. Did octopussy? we say pussy? Did we say pussy? Octopussy. Pussy. Big pussy from pussy? Uh, the pussy. from the Sopranos. Yeah, big pussy. The Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I, I'm a bad parent. We have a couple of stuffed animals, one for our two kids, our young children. Uh, well, there's an owl and a cat, and uh, I, I named. I named the owl Fat Albert. That seemed pretty harmless. I insist on calling the cat Big Pussy because it's a big pussy cat. I told you at the beginning, at the top of the hour. <laughs> I was like, it's a lady with eight cats. Lady with eight cats. Just big, eight fat pussies. Fat, All big old fat cats. I love The Sopranos. Feed line. We watched that. I, I was actually thinking about it the other day. I was like, I should Such go back. It's a daunting thing to really It is. Because those episodes are fat. It is. It's like, They're fat with content. There's a lot. Yeah. Polly yeah. Walnuts. He's my Pauly favorite. Polly Walnuts was not a character. <laughs> Polly Walnuts. Yeah, he was. Who was Tony Sirico. Polly Walnuts. Was that his name? Polly yeah. Walnuts? Polly Walnuts. Polly. All right. 
Paulie Walnuts. Only one that sounds Tony, made up. Tony Sirico played Paulie Walnuts. 